0: and welcome to episode 358 of Vigigame Apocalypse. I am your host,
1: Michael, cancelled in 2020, Raparez. who else is here in the... Raymond Covey Memorial Studio, and he's he's an executive producer via Patreon.com slash time supporting all of our shows. And I am uh, Chris, cat referee, and Tista, warning, you might hear cats in this episode.
0: And, just barely hanging in there, Matthew Allen... <laughs> And, Sorry. <laughs> and special <laughs> guest... Series outlier, Greg Moore. Ooh, ooh, uh, thank you for joining us. Other than your appearances on this show, where might people know your work from?
2: You might have known me from my Capcom Unity days. I was a community team guy at Capcom for about five years. Um, and since then, you might have seen me on Twitter. Follow my tweets about games at... At lacquer leaks, lacquer as in lacquerware, a word that I'm sure is front of mind for all of you.
1: I would also like to say you've been on some of my favorite episodes of Laser Time, including um, (sighs) looks at horror and especially like uh, an episode called Lost in Localization, because Greg speaks other languages and has localized things before, and there's an art to it. That goes beyond what you can do in Fish and Google Translate.
2: Yeah, we yeah. looked at uh, catchy Hollywood one-liners as they were dubbed in Japanese.
1: Yes. Nice.
2: That was fun. Yeah,
3: yeah I have a better name. I have a better name that will scare people less. Uh, how about, uh, I will say my name for 20 seconds, the amount of time you're supposed to wash your hands, Matthew Allen. Oh, there you go. Nice. Now nice. I can. Yes.
4: I, I thought
2: for sure someone was going to say, a miserable pile of secrets, so-and-so, so I deliberately uh, chose a uh,
0: different name. Could have jumped yeah. on it, man.
1: Yeah. I should have
0: yeah so yeah series outlier miserable pile of secrets Uh, I don't know you know what
1: until this settles down don't even throw your drinking glass at anyone no no do not not even in the general direction (laughs) especially if it's full of blood yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. I, I
0: don't. I don't know if uh, you guys out there in Listenerland have been paying attention, but if you're a fan of Castlevania, it has been a pretty good couple of weeks. The Castlevania series just released uh, season three on Netflix. And Lords of Shadow Two has been free on Xbox Games with Gold, and will be until March fifteenth. And free, I thought is you said, good couple of
4: weeks. Free is a,
0: <laughs> is a great price point to check that out at. <laughs> That's pretty true. <laughs> Symphony of the Night, Castlevania Symphony of the Night has released on mobile on iOS and Android, and it's a pretty good port that they has should. controller support, oh, and ah. you can play as Richter or Maria right off the bat, which. I don't think oh, like you... the Saturn version. Yeah, yeah. But I, I don't know that it has the extra levels that the Saturn version did, but it does have Maria. So it's like the first version since the Saturn version, as far as I know, that allows that. Hmm. So it kind of essential for three bucks. And you can just use a, an Xbox One or a PlayStation 4 controller with it. And it's
1: pretty good. That's awesome. Pretty and then I, nice. I, 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 pretty pretty nice. nice. And I, for some reason, um, in your resident Call of Duty Warzone expert. Because <laughs> <laughs> you've been playing it all day. Not all day, but like way longer than I expected. I really like it. And that's kind of new. Never mind. We'll talk about it in a, in a minute. So please stay with us because uh, I know Let's let's not date this too horribly, but a lot of you might not be listening to this on your commute. Hmm. And <laughs> ah, good <laughs> point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I know I won't be. I've been I'm working not, from all, home for like, this is my second week now because I, I was sick all last week. Yep. All of, well, our, five all years. of our data <laughs> says that people in New York and Los Angeles listen to us the most, and that's because they spend the most time getting to things. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. This um,
0: is, is going to depress everything mm-hmm. the economy, our listener numbers. My God.
1: Yeah. Uh, and if, uh, if you're somewhere in Idaho, just don't cough on your corn. It's all good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> Keep try, listening. Try
0: not to catch the Castlevania virus. <laughs> but, yeah. So, t- talking about Castlevania, uh, mm. we thought it might be fun to put together a top five about. Castlevania games where you don't play as Belmonts, because why not? We need something to to unify these games. And, you know, so many Castlevanias are about jumping around, swinging a whip at Dracula's head. And uh, what if what if you can't do that? What if what if you're not part of the classic vampire hunter clan? What do you do? How do you fight Mm. Dracula.
1: Um, or, <laughs> or multiple Draculors.
0: Yeah, Draclers. Draclers everywhere. And there's, yeah. there's so many iterations on Dracula, just even in the games that we're going to talk about. And sometimes he's got a yeah. beard. Sometimes he looks like Bela Lugosi. It's crazy. Now, I've, I've in doing some
3: research for this show, I actually found that there have been more non-Belmont protagonists, yeah. but I don't know, are they represented in more games? Like, like are the Belmonts in, in more games overall than the rest of the folks here?
0: I think so. Yes. Uh because generally most of the non belmont protagonists are fighting alongside Belmonts, like your Grant dynasties and your uh <laughs>
4: your Cypha <laughs> Bellnatties. Sounds and, like a rapper. Uh, <laughs> Grant Dynasty. <laughs> he likes doing
0: dynasty. Uh you got my SoundCloud?
4: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but but yeah, and or or Maria from uh, Rondo of Blood and the Symphony of the Night mm. uh but, but the games that we're going to talk about do not have any Belmonts in them, really. Certainly not as main protagonists. Maybe you can play as them in bonus modes afterward. But that's completely different. Well, it, it
4: if, if I'm
1: not mistaken, because I have not caught up, I thought the first season of Castlevania still stands aloft as the best video game to another medium adaptation i've ever seen
0: it's right up there yeah
1: and it, it, it focus on focuses almost exclusively on the belmonts right
0: well it's sort of an adaptation of the plot of castlevania 3 where you've got trevor belmont and even S- in the third season yes and sypha mm-hmm. and alucard so okay. yeah and, and and uh hector yes hector uh protagonist of curse of darkness which which we'll talk about a little bit i I can't in good conscience include it in the top five because (laughs) it's not very good i'm sorry
2: i'm very curious to see people like if there are people listening that like it though i'm very Mm -hmm. curious to hear those opinions too because it seems like one of those castlevanias that like there's like A a minority of people that are like actually it's really good you just gotta play it for 20 hours so so
0: actually the the, the, the whole reason I came up with that idea is because watching uh, season 3 made me want to go back and play Castlevania Curse of Darkness so I could find out more about Hector and Isaac who have very big roles in the Netflix series and that's like the one game that they appear in and it's kind of a shame that it it just turned out to be like this is just like a bunch of featureless corridors that I'm just running through and fighting enemies over and over again and it's kind of repetitive and dull after a while even though you can like summon these familiars but it's a shame I didn't think it was good enough to make it in because it has some great
5: overwrought dialogue but I shed that evil power never again will I use it Ah, but you will Hector and soon you have no choice without it I could crush you in an instant. But that wouldn't be very satisfying, now, would it? You deserve a most gruesome fate for the humiliation you brought upon me three years ago. Bereft of the power of (laughs) devil-forging, you cannot hope to pursue me. That is why you will reclaim your powers, and thence... Follow where I lead you. and events. Do you that think, anyone, you know, yo.
3: do you think any, yo. anyone in a voice recording session of a Castlevania game has ever been told to rein it in a bit? Never. Like ever? Never! It's always bigger. We need it bigger. No, no, no. no, no never, seriously. No. Bigger.
2: <laughs> they just put them in the studio and say, Have at you! <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was just playing this game uh, before we started recording uh, with Japanese VO... And, Mm. like, from a localization standpoint, like, uh, dubbing notwithstanding, the the actual script, I'm impressed by how much thought they put into uh, creating this voice. Because, like, the Japanese is quite different. Mm -hmm. Uh, And even some of the, like, the the name, like, the terminology, like, I forget what what they call them, forge masters? Forge Masters, forge
0: masters who create innocent devils. Yeah, I'm Mr. like forge all that stuff,
2: Maester, they, they invented Mr. that terminology f- specifically for the English audience. The huh. the term for forge master is like uh, demon alchemist or something like that. Huh. Uh, yeah, You yeah, know, and I respect favorite. I respect those sorts of thought thought out efforts with mm-hmm. localization. So, I mean, like the voiceover sounds silly, but like they at, at the time, especially that was like 2005. I think that was. Uh, sp- probably a little bit above par. Yeah. Let
3: me ask you this. Does, does melodrama sound different in Japanese than English in terms of like the, the intonations and stuff like that or is it all just uh, kind of as over the top and cheesy as Well, ours?
2: I think that it's more accepted as a, as a trait of... So first of all, I think fundamentally almost all Japanese video games are in some way inspired by manga or oh, anime yeah. as opposed... Uh, While well, most western I games are inspired this. by film. Um mm. uh, and I think that it's sort of an expected part of a lot of manga, so people just kind of, like, it's like, oh yeah, it's just a stylistic choice. Like, of course it's exaggerated, and I, th- I think when when you see it against the backdrop of Japanese culture, where people tend to be, uh, to understate things, um, it, it's, it's much more obviously a stylistic thing, uh that isn't trying to pass off as realistic dialogue Mm -hmm. or believable, necessarily.
0: I'm glad we're bringing up differences between uh, U.S. and Japanese and how they present their games, because I wanted to play two ads, both for uh, Super Castlevania IV on Super Nintendo. First, this is an American ad that was sent around to retailers to get them to buy
5: the game.
4: Konami's Castlevania IV for the Super NES...
5: Finds the evil Count Dracula back to terrorize the Belmont family yet again. Armed with a whip, a quick mind, and even quicker reflexes, you must battle boss characters and evil enemies through a myriad of the most complex stages ever created. Select your stage and let the adventure begin.
0: So that was how Americans marketed games in the 90s. Here's the Japanese ad.
5: <laughs> <laughs> the
0: whole time there's just a guy in vampire fangs and a top hat chasing a camera <laughs> wrapped in black and white. That's for was that for part three? That was for four, I think.
3: Oh, oh my gosh. That was <laughs> awesome. <laughs> the first one you played, the English one, sounded more like a commercial intended for retailers. Like, it like was, those yes, things. that's what I said. Okay, okay, okay. I was like, wow no, no kid at the time would know what a myriad means.
1: <laughs> like, a myriad of levels. Yeah, it's mm. fucking written by a games journalist, of course. But they, I don't. It seemed like they got the guy who does the VO for the Disney Channel to do the voice. That was great. <laughs> but <laughs> that I, was cool. I also wanted to talk about like so the
0: differences in bringing Hector and Isaac uh, to the Netflix series. That, the, I think the key difference is that in the original game, uh, Isaac is, like, this uh, tattooed redhead in what looks like a bondage harness. And in the series, he's, like, this black Sufi who's, like, extremely serious all the time and just really wants to eradicate humanity. And I I think they they did a really interesting reinvention of that character. Mm. Um, It's a bit more compelling, I think. I don't know.
5: The, yeah
2: in the game he's that he's that trope that you saw everywhere for a while i think you probably still do although I, i'm kind of tapped out at this point but with anime there's always like the the like the sadistic guy who likes to lick blades uh-huh. oh yeah. yeah you know that yeah, yeah. Yep.
0: that like blade licking pose uh-huh. <laughs> he was that sort of hunched over yeah maybe with like some bandages wrapped around his face Yes, and We've they
2: probably. Seen them many you know, times cool in Scott's Blade Liquor. Yeah, and they probably could have gotten away with that since it's an anime, but mm. it's cool that they, you know,
0: dared not to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. But um, anyway, yeah. Let's let's just jump into it. Uh, top five Castlevania games where you don't play as a Belmont. Right after this. Hey everybody, if you're anything like me, right now you're probably thinking, I love using Vidigame Apocalypse as my primary and also only source for Vidigame news, but it's so long. If only there were a quicker way to hear all the relevant headlines every day. Well, the Gaming Ride Home podcast has your back. It's video game news! It comes out every day at 5pm, just in time for your commute home. It's hosted by Kyle Hilliard, formerly of Game Informer and IGN, and it's just 15-20 to minutes long! How do they do that? In that time, you'll get to hear about headlines, rumors, reviews, hardware leaks, release dates, and more. If the concept of Too Long Didn't Read was a podcast, it'd be Gaming Ride Home. Kyle spends all day online reading tweets and rumor blogs so he can consolidate the chatter and catch you up on everything that happened while you were busy living your life. Gaming Ride Home is the latest show from the Ride Home Podcast Network, the daily news podcast folks now celebrating two years and 25 million downloads. To get your news fix, search your podcast app right now and subscribe to Gaming Ride Home.
4: Welcome to Castle
0: And welcome back to our top five segment where we will talk about what? Castlevania games without
3: Belmonts as the protagonist. I'm sure we'll find a shorter way to
0: see it. No Belmonts. Fuck the Belmonts.
4: Fuck the Belmonts. (laughs) Castlevania, you motherfucker. That includes
1: you, Veronica. Oh, Veronica Belmont. Just (laughs) kidding. She's awesome. Has
4: has
0: anyone, am I the only one who's actually watched all three seasons of the Netflix show?
1: Yes.
2: I'm through (laughs) episode five of season three, so I've seen most of it. Have yet to I've start watched season
1: one three. three times It's a movie, wow. it's great Yeah, But yeah. it
0: doesn't tell the complete story You need to get into season two When they fight Dracula Well I kind of thought oh. after season two they were done I was like where else are they going to go from yeah. here I, I thought well, okay next they're going to jump ahead 100 way. years But no
2: that's what we thought I, after just, Simon's Quest, too, but they found a way. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> uh, I suppose
3: and, that is very Castlevania of them, right, Greg? <laughs> and and just,
1: just, just where we are right now, like, I, I think we mentioned that on the show previously, or maybe it was just me, that, like, I have, never se- I have never lived in a world where video game adaptations are well done, and I've met several friends who wanted to play The Witcher 3 because of The Witcher Netflix series being pretty decent. Wow. And, and so, like, I just hope that says something to Konami, like, hey, 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 people like this
4: thing.
3: Mhm. Well, I think that's why, why that's why we've gotten yeah. this these three or four yes. things in the past few weeks is Konami's capitalizing on that. They're just, unfortunately it's just not with a new special shiny yeah. awesome AAA game. You know? But
0: I I'm, yeah, I'm, right. I'm just hoping that they're testing the waters, seeing how these things sell, maybe the time's right for another Castlevania, maybe by Platinum or way forward, just saying. It just What's wasn't a it, test. It, it's not uh, like you know huge sales bombs, you know. Mm-hmm. I have a vision of a From software
2: I don't even like Soulsborne games very much, but I have a vision of them making a remake of
0: Symphony.
4: Mm. That would be Ooh. the best game of that all. That could time. be fast. That'd be great. Yeah.
0: I mean, those save points are basically bonfires anyway, right? Yeah. All the enemies regenerate. If they yeah, if they made it like they made it just a little easier, but
2: still made it like the the same monster fest that all their games are, mm-hmm. and that Castlevania games,
3: you know, it's it writes itself. Yep. Just do a vampire mod for Bloodborne and call it a day. That's all we need
4: at this point.
0: It's already got blood in the title. I mean, come on. Yeah. And it's werewolves, hell yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Well, let's begin with number five.
4: Let's play, cute little kitty.
0: Lots of female vocal samples shouting out attacks. What could this
3: be? Why? Why was there Bossa Nova in the background?
0: Why wouldn't there be? (laughs) Heavy
1: Nova. It's there's my one Corey Feldman reference this episode. Oh, (laughs) is this?
3: Is this the younger? um, Is this Maria? No. Oh man, I thought I was going to say Rondo
0: Rondo of Blood. (sighs) No, this is uh, Order of Ecclesia. Oh, of course. Oh, is this Shanoa Shanoa yeah. The Shinoa oh, okay. game. So this is kind of a weird outlier. And like, have you ever like gone back to a game 12 years after finishing it and suddenly realized like, I have no memory of anything in this game or even how it was structured. This is all throwing me for a loop. Yes. <laughs> and that, it makes it very hard to do this shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of my reaction to this going, going back to Order of Ecclesia. And that's one of the reasons it's at number 5 because somehow none of this stuff really stuck with me that like the the layout of the game is is kind of unusual and that like you you have like an overworld map with different levels that you go around to and Dracula's castle is like the last level that opens up at the end so it has a little bit in common with like Castlevania 4 that way except that it's not entirely linear you can you can backtrack and revisit levels and it is centered mostly around this empty village that you find and uh, trying to save these people who've been kidnapped by your former comrade-in-arms. You have saved me. And then you build up this village with these people that go back to it and provide goods and services and little side quests for you to do.
2: That felt very Monster Hunter to me. Maybe it's because, I mean, Monster Hunter was the hot shit at the time. It was Mm. like, this was like 2009, 2010,
0: 2008, I think. 2008.
2: Yeah. Yeah, so like right around when I, th- I think Portable Second or Portable Second G was like everywhere in Japan. And you were seeing that sort of mechanic crop up everywhere. It was just like, collect a dozen doodads and bring mm-hmm. them back to the blacksmith.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and like replaying my old game and like going through and it's like, I must have helped these people. I don't remember any of it <laughs> because this chef is saying I've already helped him become the best chef in the world. <laughs> so I must have done a bunch of quests for him. It's also a surprisingly difficult. Castlevania like yeah. it, it relies on you to kind of strategize and like it's it's not just like oh different weapons will just do more damage and attack in different ways. It's also like different weapons will affect enemies differently like swinging a hammer at a skeleton will do a lot more damage than a sword, for example. Hmm. And rather than traditional weapons like it has in every other Castlevania, what you're doing is you're absorbing these glyphs. So periodically you'll kill an enemy or you'll find an item room and there'll be like a glyph floating in midair and uh, you can hold up on the, the D-pad to make Shinora lift up her hair and absorb it through this tattoo on her back. And then mm. uh, you can. There are different kinds cool. of glyphs. Some uh, are weapons that can be assigned to either hand. Some of them are like powers, like wings that can sprout out or uh, health boosts, things like that.
3: So what you're saying is she uses a draw system for magic, similar to the best Final Fantasy game ever created, Final Fantasy VIII.
0: Sure. Hmm. <laughs> Let's yeah. open that can of worms. Yeah. <laughs> now now i It's kind of like that. It also has one of the most talkative Draculas since Symphony of the Night. Oh, really? I will toy with you a bit.
4: (laughs) 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 Fatal rain! The time for fate. is over. Now,
5: shall we go for the finale?
1: Dracula, don't let him see you sweat like that. Fuck. <laughs> Do you
0: know where that falls in the timeline? Uh, it is well, it's in, in the 19th century, supposedly. Ah.
3: So this it's, is if if I'm reading this correctly, this is the last main series Castlevania. Yes, I mean, it is. After, after
0: Wait, that, what? Af, yeah, what? after that, it's Lords of Shadow. Lords of Shadow begins after. Oh, the la- the last one made. Yeah. Yes, it's the last yeah, one made. Course. It's not chronologically the last one, but it does. It's kind of a a side story talking about that, like, so an interesting piece of Castlevania lore is that um, following the events of Symphony of the Night, the Belmonts kind of disappeared and they stopped being able to use the vampire killer whip and it was transferred to a different family, which we'll talk about in a little bit. So these other orders kind of cropped up to try and fill the gap left behind by the Belmonts in case Dracula came back and one of those was the Order of Ecclesia that mastered the use of these glyphs. And so you are... Shenoa is a... uh, like a a novice in this order, and she's been chosen to, to bear the Dominus Glyph, which is this destructive glyph that can supposedly stop Dracula. Early on, one of her colleagues that she grew up with, I guess, uh, gets jealous and tries to steal the glyph and it ends up with her losing her memory, so she's not just piecing this village back together, she's piecing her own memories as she goes. It's an interesting offshoot, and it's really weird, and I will always remember it as the game where I went into Toys R Us to try and buy it, and I was like, uh, can I get the new Castlevania? And the guy's like, what's that? They're like, uh, Order of Ecclesia. <laughs> like, no, what's Castlevania? Oh.
1: No. I, I, can't, I can't believe you exist. You're wow. fired. In, uh, in uh, I was just glancing at the GameStop. wiki and it's like, it sold 19,000 copies its first week in Japan. I'm like, oh, so oh, some of our swell. podcasts do better yeah. than, than Order <laughs> well, of Ecclesia.
2: It's weird. Like, it, I don't think the series has ever been that huge, except maybe on the NES. Mm-hmm. But yeah. for... I I can't be alone in thinking that it's, like, one of the most sacred game series. Like, every time I think about it or hear it brought up, it just, like, immediately activates some, like, pleasure Yeah, well, I I
1: also am, like, I'm surrounded by horror fans. And even people who don't play a ton of games will play, horror fans will play every fucking Castlevania. And I I don't really know of another, I don't really know of anything else like that in any other genre. Mm. Hmm. Castlevania yeah, has no, good I horror don't. music, it, moods, characters, designs. It's fucking great.
2: Well, it almost has like a like a cheap it feels like it has some kind of manipulative hold over me where like as soon as I hear the name, I'm like, I'm in. Yeah, Castlevania, are you a horror yeah, fan, you know, Greg?
1: Next thing you know, say what? Are you a horror fan?
2: Well, yeah, but I don't think that <laughs> it, it hits I think it hits its own like it was the, it was maybe the first video game I ever witnessed when I was like three. Like uh. the first game. Oh wow. Uh, but it's just, like, it's something about it. Some mm. magic.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, it, and I should say metal fans, because the music is fucking metal as hell. All of it.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's all great. Except for yeah, the I was the looking the at Tim Terry Tur- <laughs>
1: Tim Tur- Tim Tur- called it his third favorite Castlevania game.
0: Order of Ecclesia? Oh, wow. Yep. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: Really? It, that would make well, it his favorite portable game. <laughs> yeah,
2: well, you know, I was reading some criticism about about it that was thought-provoking, if not a little bit mean. But um, they were saying that, uh, like, the Ega era... Yeah, um, this is this is the
3: last... This is one of the last Iga-vanias. Yeah, and they were realized.
2: saying that, like, he he was very pro-approachability, um, and so Castlevania lost most of its challenge. You, you know, like, um, even Symphony of the Night, mm. it has, like, difficulty spikes, but it's mostly... You know, they did away with uh, things like bottomless pits and any real challenging platforming. Uh, you had that floaty jump instead of the the jump that's like a you know serious
0: commitment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't you can't stop <laughs> in midair. Can't alter direction.
2: Yeah, and and so it started started this new era of Castlevania that was a, a pretty big hit. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was also kind of a cheap thrill. Like, it the, it wasn't... People didn't like it because it was challenging. They liked it in, almost in spite of the fact that there was virtually no challenge. Uh, and Order of Ecclesia is the one that kind of brought it a little bit back toward that classic formula where you kind of had level design and you had, like, um... You know, uh, just like distinct, challenging sections that, like that crab boss, oh yeah, quite challenging. And then like the that area where you have to avoid the spotlights
0: of the or the the giant fleshless head starts floating after you, or the robot with the axe.
2: Those feel it feels more like designed segments, Mm -hmm. something like the level design of the classic games. Yeah, Uh, and I'm so I love the EGA. Era games and the classic games, but Even, I do think that that 's a cool thing about order of Ecclesia
0: specifically so that prison level was re- replaying that the other day, and since you bring it up, like one of the very first things you have to do is fight this giant skeleton boss, and it kept wiping the floor with me, and i 'm like there 's no fucking ah, way i am ah. I keep dying on the second boss of a Castlevania <laughs> game. This is humiliating. Like, I finally looked up, like, okay, what's the strategy? And somebody's just like, oh, just equip the throwing axes and then, like, uh, magnet yourself to this thing at the, the top left and uh, just shy away every time the boss gets close. And it's like, so it's, it's basically I'm just cheesing my way through this fight now. Okay, <laughs> great. <laughs> Fine. Well, a little disappointing. But it's a, it's a great game overall, but it's, uh, I, just, I just don't think it is quite as good as the other four games on this list.
3: But you were saying it this is the like last Egovania because he worked on other Castlevanias after this. But I think the it? last Yeah, yeah, he, wor- he worked on Judgment. Um Harmony but of he, Despair. No. Well, oh, but he, oh, yeah, 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 he that's was he true. was on Harmony, Harmony but, but is Harmony I was going to say do you count Harmony as an Egovania because it's the multiplayer? Uh, thing?
0: uh I mean, it it is a Castlevania. Um I've never it's not canon though and it's never really been my thing because not only is it dependent on multiplayer but it also uh, zooms the camera out really far <laughs> Yeah. And so it's, it's hard to solo
4: yeah
2: Yeah. I think it's probably one of those things that's like exponentially more fun if you play with friend, yeah. like people you know mm-hmm.
0: yeah, yeah. And, and then it has like it's got six characters one of which is Simon Belmont and Soma Cruz and Alucard and it's it's cool I think, what are the other two? It's like Shanoa and Charlotte from... Port yeah, kind of there's room. a
3: lot. Yeah. In here. yeah, I think so.
0: Um, you know, if I anyone just,
3: wants to play that, hit us up. Hit me up, at <laughs> least. <laughs> I, I just remember this sort of being the last in a really long string of really good handheld Castlevania games. Like, mm-hmm. even starting with, I guess, on the on the GBA, like, starting with yeah. those games and yeah, really yeah. just kind of running through this where it got to the point, though, where they did start to feel very similar... To each other,
0: and I'm mm-hmm. like, ah, which, which one well, was this, that? This is definitely an outlier. I mean, it has some similarities, but
1: uh, it seems like they're la- a last-ditch attempt at course correction, or like mm. defining something new for the series.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, well,
2: like the glyph system, I'm trying to even remember how that played out, and if it was really substantially different from the... Uh, I forget what they called it, but like in... Area of Sorrow and Dawn of Sorrow. They mm-hmm. had this like the souls that you get, like Kirby. Like yeah. every enemy drops. Yeah, it a. was
0: it was sort of similar to that, except even your basic weapons would come from glyphs. So, like, wow. and and it would just be like an enemy might randomly drop a, a bow glyph, and then now you can shoot bows or shoot a bow and arrow. It felt like one of those things was like thematically
2: in line with Shinoah's like backstory, but it mm-hmm. wasn't. It like they were reinventing. like a fundamental system for no real like new impact on gameplay. It was just like repackaging.
0: Still pretty fun. But yeah. Totally worth playing. Was it as fun as... Number four. Oh my god. This music. Uh,
4: That
2: might be my favorite Castlevania song.
0: Really? I just <laughs> the, love the, this game. The weird Genesis effects and everything. Yeah, I love everything. I could about tell this that was game. a
3: Genesis. Yeah, I could hear that synth in there. I'm like, "Oh, Jesus, that is Genesis
0: to the yeah. core." <laughs> so, what game is this? This is Castlevania Bloodlines. It is indeed. Here's an ad for it.
5: Introducing Castlevania Bloodlines for Sega Genesis, the most horrifying vampire hunt ever. Two new heroes plus hordes of evil enemies and ghastly ghouls. It's intense adventure from Konami.
0: Very intense adventure. Uh- <laughs> trying to be the micro machines guy, but he can't. Yeah, no, can't quite pull it off. Uh, but yeah, Castlevania Bloodlines was a really weird. Like th- this was, I think, the first time that the series leaned hard into horror. Like the things got really bloody, and it was all about like, right. hey, look at what Sega lets us get away yeah, with. Yeah, that's such a Sega th- hallmark. Mm-hmm. Look at all these red sprites. Look, at look at the very first level, some crows are eating a zombie. Yeah, that gets cut out of the European version.
3: Well, this one also tied closely to the events of Bram Stoker's Dracula, sort of, yes. right? Yeah. Now, was when was that around the same time as the movie? Oh, no. That would have been two years Ooh, after the movie. This game was, yeah. what,
2: 93? This was I
3: 94. So, the yeah. movie was 94? 92. So maybe, because there was, like, yeah. for a while there, a bit of Bram
0: Stoker's Dracula fever. Yeah, at the it time. also had its own terrible game. Um, yeah. Where you fight a big Tom Waits, <laughs> <laughs> among what? Yeah, yeah, there's like a screen-filling Renfield enemy. Like, I must have it. It's a big, big Tom Waits. Um, oh. But, yeah, so Castlevania Bloodlines, even though one of the characters does swing the vampire killer whip, it is not a Belmont. You are playing as John Morris, son of Quincy Morris from Dracula, from Bram Stoker's Dracula, the Texan who wants to marry Lucy and fails. But, yeah, it turns out that the Morrises are blood relatives of the Belmonts, if not exactly descendants. And they, when when the Belmonts disappear, the, the vampire killer whip is passed on to them, but they can't quite use it correctly, so they end up Dying a lot, um, <laughs> but but yeah, you're playing as John Morris and um, of Texas, right? Of Texas, yeah. Who happens <laughs> right, to just right. look and fight exactly like a Belmont, but we we won't we don't care. Oh, the poor
3: the poor relation from America, yes, yes quite.
0: And uh, and Eric Lacard, who I think is Spanish, Spanish, yeah. And he has the Alcarde spear, which might be a mistranslation of the Alacard spear. I,
2: I really, yeah, I never
0: like heard the final word on that but it seems like it must be
4: mm-hmm.
0: yeah so you, you got a guy with a whip and a guy with a spear and so it's like for the first time since Castlevania 3 like oh different weapons in a Castlevania and the, the spear like levels up the same way that the whip does you get those power ups and uh it just gets really long and eventually lights on fire, which is kind of neat. Was this the last arcade style Castlevania where you're just like going through levels and beating? No, because Rondo monsters? of Blood. And, oh yeah, um, Rondo of Blood.
2: Yeah. I don't know when Dracula X or is that what it was called on yeah, yeah. Super NES. I guess that's just kind of a deep, like a
0: like a weird port of Rondo mm-hmm. of Blood. It, it is. Blood, I yeah. I loved Dracula- Castlevania Dracula X on Super. Oh Nintendo. really? Yeah. I... I didn't know any better. Apparently, Rondo's much better. Although well, I've I been able to, get know, I didn't like have a super level. Ness until I was like twenty seven or something. Oh, oh, okay. so. But yeah, oh. or, or Vampire's Kiss, as it's known in Europe. Um, but it's uh, yeah, it's it's Steamy. an interesting offshoot. It kind of has like a bunch of elements of uh, Rondo of Blood, but changes up the level design. You don't get to recruit Maria, and uh, yeah, it's huh. it's a it's a poor cousin again. Um, but bloodlines is, it is just what it is. It's, it's just a, uh, very quick, very extremely playable arcade style Castlevania that you can jump into. It has really inventive level design. Uh, I think one of the most memorable parts is the, the leaning tower of Pisa. Mm -hmm. Like that might be my favorite level where there's like parts where you're climbing up inside the tower and it's sort of swaying from side to side and you have to compensate jumping around on the platforms. Uh, I think I saw something the other day that there was like a, a German Zeppelin level that got cut but was uh, visible in a prototype. No ticket. <laughs> I think it's...
2: You know, I was very late to get into the 16-bit era. We, You know, my family growing up, we, my parents didn't buy us a lot of games. It was kind of this mm. thing that they just barely made peace with, you know? And so mm-hmm. by the time the Genesis... Well, you know, it's you know, after shortly after the Genesis came out, anyway, um, we'd kind of written off the the idea of our parents ever buying us one, and we were you know more or less happy with just having the NES. But then they, my parents surprised us on the last day of school in like 1994, and got us a Genesis, oh, nice. which we had you know stopped asking for long ago. So it was it was a nice surprise, but that also meant that we got into the that era very late. And so, uh, like, rediscovering these systems as an adult, I realized that the Super NES was, like, quite obviously superior, Mm -hmm. uh, especially for the first few years in in terms of tech, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, But because we got in so late, that disparity was, like, not really visible. And this this game is the perfect example of why you know i think hmm. that they discovered so much more that they could do with the genesis uh, from like 1992 on yeah and konami in particular had a very special run on the genesis i don't i don't feel like people talk about this enough but konami game like so okay rocket knight adventures mm-hmm. uh castlevania bloodlines contra hardcore yeah and and like and by extension gunstar heroes which is treasure but it was it was ex-konami staff um, oh, okay. If you play those games, uh, you'll you'll see what the Genesis is really capable of, which not that many de- yeah. developers really tapped into. Wasn't well, it yeah, the they, team... they do what
3: Nintendo don't. Greg, hello. Yeah.
0: They, was, well, yeah. Wasn't <laughs> it the Super <laughs> Castlevania Four team that split off to become Treasure, and like that's one of the reasons that no other Castlevania plays like four. Oh, is that true? Because I always
2: thought. Well, I knew that uh, Bloodlines was after Treasure was formed so Mm -hmm. there was no overlapping staff but i always just figured they were all comparing notes or something because i was going to say like there's sort of this ongoing debate between whether uh super Castlevania or uh bloodlines is the better game and i almost feel like it's not fair because bloodlines was so much later yeah um uh, like i would say hands down bloodlines but
0: yeah i think they they do different things like yeah. I feel like Bloodlines is a better successor to the NES Castlevania games and that it's like this it's that same kind of gameplay that's continuing whereas I recently like playing the Castlevania Collection that came out last year uh, was I played Castlevania One finish it and then I I jumped ahead to Castlevania 4 and it's just like this plays so differently. it's so <laughs> weird. Like, it doesn't feel like a Castlevania at all, but it's still one of my favorite games of all time.
3: Well, and 2, you know, the the 2 was, was way different, yeah. too, because that was when, like, every True. video game sequel, they thought they had to do something completely yeah, different.
0: Yeah, 2 was not great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so yeah, glad but... you
3: brought up that, that thing, though, Greg, because I, <laughs> I was sort of a victim of that, of, like, I started with the Genesis, and then I sold my Genesis and all my games to buy... A super nintendo because my my parents were like no there's no way you can own two two consoles that's <laughs> extravagant right like, yeah yep. and I so had i, I had i had to pick one and so i got the snes and then i had like seller's remorse at first i was like oh i totally made the right choice snes has all the, the best games but then like you're right later in the genesis life cycle people started to kind of rediscover stuff you could do and there were some like amazing exclusives i'm like shit I really wish I hadn't. I mean, like, I still am glad I got the SNES, but I'm like, if i had only been able to own both, I could have fully experienced the 16-bit era.
4: <laughs>
0: I knew a guy in high school who did the opposite. He uh, had like a huge collection of Super Nintendo games, including like a bunch of Super Famicom games. And uh, I have no idea how he got them living in the sticks in eastern Washington in the 90s. (laughs) But he he sold everything to buy a Sega CD. And I remember asking him, like, why? And he's like, what do you mean? It's so much better. And then, like, of course, he had huge sellers or more. He's like, I did the wrong thing. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) But as long as we're talking about differences between Genesis and Super Nintendo, I was, you know, playing through Bloodlines and realized like the last level, the music is actually the first level music from Super Castlevania 4 but done with Genesis speakers. Not bad nice. it's not bad Loses so are you a little
2: guys are you john morris players or
0: eric players uh, I'm, I've always been a little bit more of an Eric player, honestly. Yeah. I think the novelty of having a different type of character. Uh, he's got more, more panache too. Yeah, yeah. He's got he's got the super jump. He's got the spin move. Oh uh, yeah, I always forget about the super jump. It's super useful. Like, you, what is it? You like hold down and then he starts to flash and you just hit the button and go flying.
2: Yeah, yeah, and it has a uh, like a hurt uh, hit box on it,
3: so you can actually mm. use that as an attack. Now, is is Portrait of Ruin considered... I know we're talking about Bloodlines, but is Portrait of Ruin considered a canon title? Yeah. Because that that is the game that did kind of explain why... I love that, like, yeah, it was just like the Belmonts can't use the whip until the year 1999, so they have Mm -hmm. to entrust the weapon to the Morris clan. Like, here, you have to fight on our behalf until 1999. Once that Prince song, the Prophecy of the Prince song comes Mm -hmm. to fruition, we will take back the the whip. (laughs)
2: Well, you and know, then we'll use it to
3: kill a vampire yes.
2: this uh it's a perfect example like I don't I wouldn't I don't think anyone would say that the story of Castlevania is like you know Sensical? high art or anything <laughs> <laughs> but by revering the continuity in that okay. way I think that they elevate the whole series yeah you yeah, know absolutely. like it Still
0: makes talk you about give the
1: continuity more of and where shit. it takes place because of the way they did it yeah yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: And and also, speaking of the continuity, an in- interesting thing about the vampire killer that I didn't know, b- because I never really played Lament of Innocence, is that it's a wife arm. Uh, <laughs> oh, really? It contains the soul of um, like the, oh, the, the first, yeah. Leon Belmont. It con- contains the soul of his wife.
2: That's probably where the Bionic Commando guys probably. Like, like felt empowered to do that.
3: Dude, I thought that was some weird anime term, like waifu, like waifarm. I'm like, what is, no, what no, is no. a waifarm? From Bionic Commando. And, uh, I, now, yes, I realize the reference shortly thereafter, but <laughs> no, I feel like we should but, make Wi-Farm a thing, like an anime term. On behalf
1: of all sad masturbators, I always think you're talking about me for a little
0: while. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, as long as you mention Portrait of Ruin, let's move on to...
4: Number three. I love you. Don't I love you.
0: That is an enemy named Zekino uh, who proposes to you, depending on which character you're playing as, and then uh, getting a bunch of rocks dumped on him. What? <laughs> <laughs> so this, this is, is his portrait. This is portrait of ruin. I played this game three times in a row, back to back last year. Wow. And I don't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's so there's an enemy, I think, in 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 this game, you're playing as uh, Jonathan Morris, son of John Morris from Bloodlines. And uh, him not being able to use the vampire killer is a major plot point. Also along uh, with him is Charlotte Owlin, who's a magic user. And you can not only switch between them at any time, you can uh, have them both on screen fighting together. You can call in one for a special attack, a la Marvel vs. Capcom, and there are a bunch of puzzles that require you to either have both on screen or switch between them. It, I think it's, it's one of the more inventive Castlevania games in terms of level design and just its general approach, even though the, the main characters can kind of get on your nerves sometimes. Jonathan! Charlotte! Jonathan! Charlotte! Jonathan! Charlotte! Jonathan!
4: Charlotte. Jonathan Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> they always
0: call out to each other but, but so there there is an enemy in that first uh, you, you travel to different levels by going into portraits that are hung throughout Dracula's castle and uh, there's an enemy there named Zucchino who will stab you if you're playing as Jonathan but if you're playing as Charlotte he'll like hold out a rose and say I love you, don't reject me oh, and then you can yeah. just kill him
2: and so. there's also, there's, like, the Succubus, too, right? Who, like, if you're Jonathan, she'll, like,
0: sex you up. Yeah, that's, that sounds familiar. <laughs> but if you're Charlotte, you're just, like, WTF. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Magiker. It's like, no, nah, nah, I'm immune to this. And, it, and it's interesting because Jonathan Morris, when you, when you start the game, he has the vampire killer. And it is the weakest weapon in the game for most of the game. Uh, you, you just kind of, you can't really use it well. And so you have to collect other weapons, so it becomes more of like a Symphony of the Night style thing, where it's like, okay, now I've got a sword, now I've got a broadsword, whatever. Um, but yeah, but I, I think the, the the puzzles really elevate this. I remember this as being one of the the most fun Castlevania games that I played. It's it's definitely the so, silliest. I loved it.
1: I, I have I, well, my vivid memory was we had like scammed this home out of someone in the like above the Castro and i played this on a back deck overlooking san francisco the entire time just it's it was beautiful. it was one of the best gaming experiences of my life <laughs> yeah, the cool bet. air watching the fireworks from giants games and playing a, like portrait of ruin to a thousand percent which oh, i man, believe was its you're completion making me miss percent.
2: san francisco so oh, bad yeah. right now <laughs> <laughs> but like i know i know brett was a big fan of this he he mm-hmm. like 100% he wrote a of guide. It he, he, or like these games always have like more than 100% right you can like 800% this one i think well, think yeah, it uh, over a thousand. Yeah, he wrote the guide, didn't he? I wonder yeah. if that's still yeah. up there.
1: Yeah, yeah, probably with a different name on it, but it's still there. Yeah.
4: Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was like weird, the Show.
3: I thought it was like weird, uneven numbers too. Though it's not just like eight hundred. It's it's got to be like one hundred and two points. No, it was definitely. Yeah, it was definitely right. over a thousand. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. so thousand?
4: Hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, it's just like everyone knows in Japanese schools, the best grade you can get is an S yeah
1: ah, yes. got a ton of those in my elementary <laughs> school report card it's pretty good
0: uh, but but yeah the uh, this has a fair amount of uh voice acting that pops up every so often not just the Jonathan Charlotte.
5: the young couple so naive
0: she's like my kid's sister
2: Jonathan stop treating me like a child
0: and that's like a running gag like everyone says like oh it's a little girl and even though even I like, sound exactly like a child. <laughs> even like Death shows up and makes fun of Jonathan and is like, Oh, and he has to be admonished by a child. How delicious. <laughs> I'm Death. Uh, <laughs> uh, also, yeah, speaking of Death, he, the the, mild spoilers, uh, the final boss fight of the game is actually Dracula and Death teaming up against you. So oh, it's yeah. like yeah, you, it there's two cool. of you. There's two of them. What a, what a cool idea. Yeah, it sounds like the ultimate
2: mm-hmm. metal band. Yeah, yeah. I and gotta the- say, so like a year ago when I played through this again, mm-hmm. um, it, it was partially because so we had just moved to Brooklyn and all of our possessions were in a storage pod because we were still trying to find a place. Mm-hmm. Um, so all I had to play was DS. Oh man! Uh, and I was like, you know, I never finished Portrait of Ruin, so I, I fired it up and like, um. It just did such a good job of, of uh, like, the app, like, the post-game stuff.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Like, they give you these um, new game pluses that are, like, significantly different from oh, yeah. the first playthrough. I played through it three times in a row, like, back-to-back-to-back. To back to back in, like, the span of, like, four days or something. It Wait, does really it, good.
0: Does it actually change, like, the level layout, or are you talking about the, being able to play as the Vampire Sisters?
2: There's the... Si- well, yeah, the Sisters is the big one. I mm. feel like there was... The, the second playthrough was different, too, but I can't remember why. Yeah. I think... I don't, yeah, maybe it was just, like, a different ending or something, but... Uh, I feel like I played through it three times, and it was dis- it was very distinct each time. Maybe it was just that it was New Game Plus, so you like fly through it. But then,
0: yeah, the sisters totally changed the mm. the whole game. It's just a, a super fun game, and uh, this has always hold a special place in my heart, uh, even among the three DS Castlevanias.
1: I think if you're looking back on it, it's was there anything else in between this and Order of Ecclesia? No, uh,
0: no, no, this was. So, so this, there was something was like before last... this. This is like
1: the last traditional Metroidvania, (laughs) whereas the next one, like, this isn't what I'm used to. (laughs) This isn't what I liked. Well, the the next
0: one was a traditional Metroidvania; it's just structured mm -hmm. a little differently. Order of Ecclesia. This this,
1: this was this was like like continuing the entire portable Castlevania form. Mm
2: -hmm. It it does. I I feel like. Collection of the portable ones would be really welcome, but I don't know how you. It, it port- fucking
1: sucks that they're they're so optimized for dual screen. Yeah, games really that are. I don't know. if Well, I'm ever wondering
2: because so like Mega Man just had the the Mega Man Zero and Mega Man ZX, ZX yeah. collection. Mm-hmm. Those ZX mm-hmm. games were dual screen. I wonder how they did that.
1: Yeah, I wish if only we could ask someone for a copy. <laughs>
0: uh,
2: you know, I actually did get the hook up on that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I think it, it like it just plays. Like a traditional Mega Man, right? Or was I only playing the GBA ones? A little the, bit.
4: It, uh,
1: was, it plays a lot more like the uh, the Mega Man Anniversary Collection uh, <laughs> level th- select. Yeah, Lots think, of doors.
2: Well, I think ZX did the thing where the bottom screen was the map, probably because it was mm-hmm. a, it was like a Metroidvania style game. Oh, yeah. um, it's been a, it's been a long time since I played it, but I think it, you know whatever. Like it had some kind of function on the second screen, but I just want like. They, surely they can find a way,
4: hmm.
1: put a man on the moon. Yeah, it seems like it, yeah. And their fucking brand is, you know, the awareness is sky high, and they seem to be in a portastic mood. Let's get it yeah. on.
4: Let's
0: get let's get the GBA and DS uh, ones. That uh,
1: speaking every of which, time I'm in a Target, I'm like uh, oh, they're still pushing the 3D. I wanted to so. plug
2: in the in the mm-hmm. in the Bloodline segment. That Bloodlines mm-hmm. was released was re released for the first time ever last year on the Castlevania yep. Anniversary Collection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now instead of having to pay a lot of money to play it on the Genesis, mm-hmm. you can, you can pay 20 bucks and play oh. it on your
0: modern And that thing's or- been on
3: sale for 10 recently. Yeah. Or
0: you yeah. can pay like 80 bucks and play it on the, uh, Genesis, Genesis classic. It's mm-hmm. on there as well oh yeah and it's great
2: yeah yeah it got re-released twice last year yeah, after yeah. nothing for Crazy. 20 yeah. plus
0: years I think I'll buy things
3: digitally for the time being thank you Michael Do it. you know no what fine. I mean I
0: don't think you'll have any other option <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. oh man
0: I want to see Portrait of Run come back and I want to see yeah Dawn of Sorrow without the stupid touchscreen boss ceiling mechanics yeah um, that sucked but uh we can get in more that more later maybe um but uh, for the time being, let's jump ahead to
4: number
2: two. Mm.
4: This is
0: number two. Yeah, I'm sure there are people who want to crucify me for putting this at number two, but I got my reasons. Uh, i <laughs> dying to hear them. Yeah, so the Symphony of the Night, one of the greatest games on PlayStation, and one of the ones that has aged the best from that era, mm-hmm. strangely enough.
1: Everything about it defies the odds. Yeah. Sony probably didn't want... Did, like, please don't make this a traditional 2D game. Mm-hmm. No one's going to buy it. Everyone bought it. Yep. People people opted to play th- this. Got, this got released to Xbox uh, Xbox Live before any other PlayStation yeah. game did. That's what I, I first think played it. It's I think the longer, first
0: thing. run didn't sell that well but it, it kind of got picked up by word of mouth and became more and more popular and it, and,
1: and, and it became a greatest hit yeah. so you could pick it up for like 15 20 bucks yeah
0: yeah mm-hmm. exactly mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's fantastic it it I think this is where the the term Metroidvania originates because it brought the super Metroid formula over to Castlevania and for the first time, you weren't playing as a whip swinging Belmont at all. You were playing as Alucard, who got a huge makeover from his appearance in Castlevania Three. Uh, he he had swords and capes and armor and spells and it could have familiars that followed him around. It was so fucking awesome. And uh, yeah, huge huge castle. You could you could get to the end, get a hundred percent beat the boss and uh, walk away thinking you'd finished the game and just gotten a sucky ending never knowing that you'd only <laughs> gotten to the halfway mark you had to wear special glasses during that last boss fight to unlock the upside down castle and yeah, get 200% it was a mind blow yeah yeah and man what a wonderful game
2: it was it was so much nicer too than any castlevania to date and uh, they they gave you such a controllable jump Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there, were, there well, weren't like er, e- Ego has said in interviews Or something that he hated the, the bottomless pits Yeah Well the uh, Castlevania
3: jump sucked It was the worst It was yeah. like we're going to let you jump super high so, But yet still make it realistic physics So that you just fall like a pile of bricks On your way down And it's, it's stupid it's like don't either don't let me jump that high, well, or let me float a little bit if you're gonna do that.
2: Huh. Well, well, the main thing was that you couldn't steer your jump after you hit the button. It was it was a yeah. uh, like a scripted arc. So yeah. once you hit the button, you were like Brett would always talk about that. It was a commitment. Mm. Yeah, you know, you're you're in yeah. for the <laughs>
3: you're like for the real long life. haul. Try try steering steering a fall on the way down in real life. See see how I that do works
1: it out all the time. Right. Doing it in Warzone all day. But it's, <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk
0: about that. We'll talk about it. Don't worry. Uh, oh, where's my bro game? <laughs> this is a bro game. Elkhart's a bro. He works out. He's all right, cut. All right, all
1: right, this all checks out. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> he's got. I don't feel gay. He's yet. got long, flowing blonde locks. That dude is yeah, not oh,
3: a bro. I, I, if I've ever seen I, one, bro. That bro is so beta, bro. He's a beta um, bro.
1: The thing that I I I can't. I chose the I chose getting the Saturn first. Mm. So when I finally got a PlayStation, my buddy's like, "You got to play this game. I'll let you borrow it. It's a black bar title. Don't lose it. It's not the greatest <laughs> hit hits version." And I just I didn't and I I didn't play it for a while because it just like what the fuck is the interest here? It just looks like a 2D. You know, it there's is. all these innovations happening all over games, and here's a 2D Castlevania and. <laughs> I remember I had all this shit to do I didn't have a lot of social stuff going on But I had a bunch of parties and people I wanted to see And ladies I wanted to talk to And I threw this on like, as a lark As like my fucking hair was drying And just sat there for the next two days Like this is great Yeah, I play, It's like one of the only games I played in like a single sitting hmm.
0: I can't believe that none of you have brought up That it has The best dialogue in the history of video games
5: Die go. monster You don't belong in this world It was not by my hand that I'm once again given flesh. I was called here by humans who wish to pay me tribute. Tribute? You steal men's souls and make them your slaves. Perhaps the same could be said of all religions. Your words are as empty as your soul. Mankind ill needs a savior such as you. (laughs) What is a man? (laughs) <laughs> a miserable little pile of secrets. But enough talk. How about you? It
2: sounds like he's. It sounds like he's trying to sound like he's reading a script.
3: <laughs> like
2: this was the table read, you know.
0: And next, the news.
3: Mm. Uh, yeah, well, why, why is there sound booth in the middle of an echo chamber, too? If it's they like,
2: had, hmm. if they had just not recorded it in a public bathroom, <laughs> right. it would have been right. at least twice as good.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I think the public needs not Greg's ill deeds towards this game. And, mm. and I, <laughs> the public
2: I, ill needs yeah. a naysayer
0: such as um, I. So I don't know if you guys have played the
1: the re-released versions, but ever since, no, I, I'm actually really curious about the Saturn version. I actually didn't. I never. Really it's heard a rare heard about case
2: that. of the Saturn version being the lesser of two versions of a 2D game.
0: Yeah, that's like a friend of mine had it in college, and it like I I saw him play some of it, and it's like there's like a new Halloween area that's like fi- finally that weird. Loose flagstone thing uh, in the main the the opening courtyard. It's like now there's a tunnel under there, and it leads to these new areas. And uh, he's like, "Yeah, you don't want to play this. It sucks. <laughs> it just really yeah. sucks." <laughs> <laughs> but as you can play as Maria.
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, like if you're if you're a super fan of Castlevania mm. and you have a, sat- a Japanese playable Saturn, it might be worth it for the novelty. But as, as someone who has a Japanese Saturn and 100-plus games, I've never been able to convince myself to get it. <laughs>
0: but, um, well, the good news is you can play as Maria now on the iOS version or Android version, which is pretty good. And also the mobile version, the version that was released in the collection with Rondo of Blood last year, I think, or the year before, and the PSP version all have a new dub and uh, a new dub job with a new script and the new script is arguably much better and kind of reveals more things about the characters but i feel like it really loses something in the
5: retranslation you're a thief you steal men's souls their freedom freedom is always sacrificed to faith good hunter or are you truly here by choice all I'm here for is you. To hell with your heresy! You're nothing but a blight on mankind. Ha! Mankind, a cesspit of hatred and lies. No! Fight for them and <laughs> die for their sins.
1: <laughs> that's the improver. Yeah, that's fucking bullshit. That's the new well, version. It's sad. Yeah,
2: there's like people scoff at the miserable pile of secrets line, but it's great. But that, yeah. That took thought i don't I don't know what the thought process was. <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like that translator has come forward at some point and talked about it, but like it's not a translation that would happen naturally just through <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you wouldn't see it's the like Japanese being nice <laughs> no, 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 i' I just mean like you you wouldn't see the Japanese te- like I, I doubt that that came out of a natural thought process of like the Japanese says a therefore be it was it was like someone putting in an extra level of thought and being Mm -hmm. like well what's what's a ornate way of saying this you know and they probably did some sort of research on it and tried to picture dracula's voice
0: i think didn't i i read that like the original japanese version has like uh it just it's it's like almost very anime and that it like has all these big sweeping statements about mankind and hope for the future and humans are good actually. Wait, um, Dracula saying humans are good? No, no, Richter saying. Oh gosh, you guys. Like Richter arguing for humanity. Although I, I another thing I'll say for the new dub job is that it actually very loosely references kid Dracula in a way because that first when Alucard first has that meeting with Death their uh, interchange, their, their interplay becomes more about, like, Death going like, oh, Ever the Insolent Boy, well, there won't be any games here. And Alucard's like, out of the way, old man. And if you play Kid <laughs> Dracula, one of the things in that, so Kid Dracula is actually about Alucard in his own, like, uh, spunky 8-bit platformer. And Death in those games is like, he's basically Dracula's butler who has to take care of Alucard. And so it, it's sort of like, hey, it's my old nanny. Get the fuck out of here!
1: I don't know. I thought that was a uh, neat. You touch. know what? You, you know you can hear the original dialogue intact again. Smash Brothers. Really? Yes. In the in the classic, I don't know, fucking <laughs> side-scrolling mode, you can you do get a Dracula fight, What's and he does say a little bit of the. Huh. Famous dialogue. Weird and, and kind of, of depressing of how
2: Smash has become the last bastion for a lot of these beloved IPs. Yeah. <laughs> like you know, there was it's like, the like Love a
1: Japanese IP five year like the, window it's, it's where, where Mega Man only to.
2: like that that was the only place where Mega Man had anything going on.
1: Yeah. Now imagine you. Now imagine you're a, you're a Samurai Showdown member. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> Never happened.
0: So the the plot of uh, Symphony of the Night was also kind of interesting in that. If you never if you never got past that final boss fight it was that like so Richter Belmont, hero of Rondo of Blood, has disappeared and he seems to be trying to resurrect Dracula and it all
5: comes down to this. Answer me. Why is a Belmont planning the resurrection of Count Dracula? Count Dracula rises but once every century and my role is over. If I can resurrect him And the battle will last for eternity
0: So basically Richter's upset That he peaked in high school And he wants to go back in time To (laughs) relive his glory years As a football star (laughs) Just like Rico Dynamite (laughs) (laughs) How much you want to make a
3: bet I can throw Dracula over the mountains
0: (laughs) 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 I don't know Someone else talk about Symphony of the Night
3: I mean, what um, else is there to say that hasn't I, been? said I feel about like the greatest games of all time. It's so Yeah, if
2: you know, maybe number two on this list, which I still I'm curious to hear why, mm-hmm. but I feel like he's he's uh, yeah, Alucard is definitely also, the number one non-Belmont protagonist. Yeah, and he's so I'm, pretty. I'm
1: still, I still consider it a little baffling. I don't think my little kid, Castlevania-loving brain, can understand this being the most uh, accessible. Castlevania of all time. It's been available on the most platforms. It's been re-released the most times in the most places. It's been done the best service uh, with each and every port. I just, yeah, it's, it seems it seems nuts to me because at the time, like I, the, the, when reading about it, the, the ways that it deviated, I was like, that sounds complicated and dull. I don't, I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. I lo- more games like Castlevania Four, please.
3: I see. See, your um, excuse is way better yeah. than mine. At the time, I just didn't play it because I'm like 2D. I'm all about 3D. That's missing an entire
0: D, baby. Yeah, Thank no, you. I had, I had the same that's reaction. Chris is like, I want to play with a
1: whip. I don't want to use a sword. What is yeah. this? This is wrong. And up until very recently, like only Nintendo had the re-releases of any of the NES ones or Super Nintendo ones on complete lock mm-hmm. and. And it never went anywhere. But because of, I, I, I think, Sony's allowal of games to be put, their games to be put on other platforms. Like, we saw something at night everywhere, up to and including to this week. Yeah. I- iOS. Yeah. Like, why, if, 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 why have the... Why not the anthology being published on iOS? Who knows? Yeah, I don't think Sony
3: has anything to do with this, right? It's it's all Konami. No, no,
1: no. It's no. It 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 is well, whatever. But it is it is sort of a Nintendo thing. Like you can't really emulate Nintendo games on other Mm -hmm. platforms until recently because they're redone code. Well, um, another thing
0: about Symphony of the Night that I rarely hear discussed was: uh, you guys ever put your uh, your game disc into? into a cd player
3: yes
2: oh Oh, yeah
1: the you ever hear this as you can see this is a playstation (laughs) black disc cut number one contains computer data so please don't play it
5: but you probably won't listen to me anyway will you
2: (laughs) Right,
4: right holy shit oh man
2: this is a blast from the past
3: Love that love that secret track. If I taught <laughs> you know, if I taught a spin class or like aerobics, I would totally use that as the warm up song. <laughs> That's on kicked Ass. You
2: know, I love the, as much as I love the Symphony of the Night soundtrack. It occasionally veers into music pretty hard.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but but it it also has all these great bombastic classical numbers and yeah. it's it's just a really cool game with a lot of secrets. A miserable little pile of secrets <laughs> to discover. <laughs> Uh, I was upside down the whole time. We just didn't. know Oh my god! It's Dracula backwards. <laughs> Whoa! Oh. Wow! Alucard. Yeah, which actually comes from like an old Dracula movie, like Son of Dracula. It's like, oh, Alucard.
2: Have I told you guys that I have this curse where I spell things backwards in my head? Con- in my head constantly. Really? Yes. Mm-hmm. I have I've done it with you live <laughs> on a
1: stream. It's awesome.
2: Yeah, it's a it's a nightmare. Can you do, can do symphony of, do of, of the thing? night real fast? Oh, the symphony of the night? As yes. if I haven't done this 100 of times. Okay. Begin at fo in op, miss.
3: Yeah. You know, Oddly enough, that's the German translation. I've it the night.
1: Yeah, this is this is Greg's really sad, like Rain Man skill. It doesn't come in handy in Vegas. <laughs> no, it's, uh, but it's, it's 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 so much fun. Yeah, well, of of if cat. he was ever
3: trying to uh, send back, who's, who, hey hey Mr. Greg, Plexo coronavirus. Over? Who's the who's the uh, Suravan
2: Rock?
0: <laughs> Shut up! He's done it.
3: We'll
2: be
5: right back.
0: Yeah. Well, I think I think Richter said it best. The war
5: between humans and vampires finally ends here. Except no, it doesn't
0: so aria of sorrow yes i was gonna say that better be aria of sorrow is i think an overlooked gem i played through it the other day and i (laughs) blasted straight through it from start to finish in like two very long sittings and I feel like this refines a lot of what made Symphony of the Night so great. Mm-hmm. And it's, it puts it all into like this very compact, tightly designed package that is very accessible and very fun and very easy to get around in. And it's damn near a perfect Metroidvania. And I, I was kind of floored by it. Like I, I didn't even remember it being this good. Yeah, well, and you then, couldn't see it. It was, too, it was too dim. You didn't have the backlight yet. <laughs> uh, no, I, ha- I had the GBA, background. man. GBA. Yeah. Somehow I never got as, as much into it as I did. Um, what was it? Harmony of Dissonance? Mm-hmm. The one with Juiceda Belmont? Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Simon's grandson, I think, with white hair.
5: Right. But, yeah. yeah.
0: So that he could stand out among the dark colors of the. But Soma the rest has of white
2: film. hair too, man. Soma That's Cruz
0: That's true yeah Soma Cruz not so, to be confused with Pablo Cruz what it's I'm hearing is Cruz. that I
2: played Legacy of Darkness for nothing <laughs>
0: <laughs> Are you played Legacy of Darkness too uh, just for a couple hours oh, we can talk. I, I, I tried playing it rude. a little bit too and it's just like Wow! This I forgot how awkward this is. I mean, it's it's got
2: the N sixty four awkwardness. Yeah it, it, yeah, it was better than I expected. But to yeah, be fair, but it's like
0: even I, with the expansion pack, it moves at like what like fifteen frames per second. Not a lot of frames. Yeah, and uh, just trying like I think I spent about twenty minutes trying to just get through that very first level before just giving up in frustration. And it's like I I I had the. The wherewithal to deal with this when it was new, but not anymore. But I will say, yeah.
1: me, a glance on Metacritic, Michael, it, it, it it's tied with Circle of the Moon for number two. What? What is? But like, uh, uh, Aria of Sorrow oh. for like the highest rated huh. Wait, uh, Castlevania game. Yeah, yeah. Circle's great.
0: N- I love Circle. Really?
4: Mm. Circle was
1: the one that was impossible it, to play
0: it. when it came out.
1: Well, this is obviously an improvement on that. Mm. And, uh, obviously, these are also based on reviews at the time, yeah, yeah. but like, uh, it, it only, it's its two points below Symphony of the Night, so if you can make a, a two-point case here. Mm. Uh, <laughs> well, again, it I, I, I think
0: it's a more accessible game than Symphony of the Night. Uh, you know, not, on fewer platforms, obviously, but accessible in that, like, you start playing it, there's, there's a very shallow learning curve. Uh, it just kind of dunks you straight into the action and it's just a very straightforward like here you will progress by fighting monsters and stealing their souls not the souls of men but of monsters that's kind of a bad sound so I'll play the the same version of the same sound from uh, Dawn of Sorrow the sequel Um, but yeah, you, you will fight monsters and periodically uh, their souls will pop out, you will get to absorb them, and now you have a new way to fight, a new weapon or magical attack or uh, buff, just some random thing. But I don't know, it's, it's, to, to me this is, I feel like, perfection. It's It's damn near perfection, there is very little fat on Aria of Sorrow playing it side by side with Symphony it's like this is the more immediately fun game this yeah, is I, the game that I can't pull myself away from whereas Symphony like yeah I've done this before you, eh, but, like well, it. I get it like this Iga had hit his stride
3: by then right like, mm-hmm. so like Symphony mm-hmm. made Iga and then it's like well this is him refining that formula to probably yeah, yeah the best it was it's
2: That's such a sh- huge step up from Harmony of Dissonance yeah.
3: also yeah, yeah, yeah. yes yeah. yes because people did not, yeah, Harmony and and Circle of the Moon, it, mixed reviews. You know, a lot of a lot of people didn't like those titles. I I, I like Circle of the Moon, but um, but yeah, everyone was kind of loved Aria of Sorrow, and it was like, yeah, they yeah. They, they, they yeah could not stop talking well,
0: about it. It had a, a really cool conceit. Spoilers if you're planning to play this and you haven't paid any attention to the marketing for the sequel. But uh, the main character, Soma Cruz, is uh, the reincarnation of Dracula, and he doesn't know that until the very end of the game. And then it becomes about like, oh shit, Dracula's power is awakened in me, and now my my existing personality is conflicting with these old memories that are coming back. In what do I do?
1: God damn, they could have made Rise of Skywalker more interesting.
0: Yeah, it could have, couldn't <laughs> it? What what if what if Ray had been like a clone of the Emperor and
1: was like. Struggling with she that. She is. The novelization just confirmed no, it. No, she's the huh. daughter
0: of a clone of the, the Emperor. clone,
1: sorry, yes. It's a shitty clone. <laughs> so she should that. be like that third Michael Keaton in Multiplicity. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so the em- they, re- they I, 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 I like one. that they kept that distance. Like, no, the Emperor does not fuck. He made the the
1: a clone to fucks. fuck. <laughs> he didn't fuck the clone. A, the a clone went off and clone. fucked. Oh, my God, I hate Star Wars. <laughs> Patreon.com slash laser time. <laughs> um,
0: uh, but, yeah, so but but that I, I felt like that was a really cool twist. It's like, okay, we've given you a bunch of games where you fight Dracula. Uh, in 1999, in a an adventure you will never play, uh, Dracula was finally sealed away, killed for good, apparently, and his powers and his castle sealed away in an eclipse. Which is a thing in Japan, I guess. (laughs) And um, So instead of just resurrecting like he usually does, Dracula's soul is reincarnated as this teenager. And that teenager has the option to be a good guy. Like, Dracula can redeem himself and become one of the heroes. And, like, I I fucking love redemption stories like that. Mm -hmm. And that aspect just added this extra dimension of coolness that made me... Uh, more eager to put up with the shortcomings of Dawn of Sorrow, the sequel, which is undeniably a technical step up and uh, has a lot of fun to it, but also remember when I said that there's very little fat on Aria of Sorrow?
4: Mm -hmm.
0: Dawn of Sorrow adds a lot of fat. There's a lot more content and a lot more wandering just through these big hallways and interminable battles and there's some bangers in the soundtrack, but at the same time, you've got these boss battles where once you beat the boss down, you have to draw a sigil on the touch screen and it yeah, shows you like the not. correct stroke order when you first enter the room and you have to remember it at the end of the boss battle or you have to keep fighting the boss Jesus. until you remember it. And uh. It means you
2: have to be a quick draw on the, yes. on the uh, stylus.
0: Mm-hmm and you have to remember like okay it starts at this point and then goes in this direction then down then up Which, then over here and oh. also for the lefty players
2: it oh. was kind of a handicap cuz the yeah. stylus is on the right side of the ds Oh, kind of sucks it, it, it yep. seems
1: like like further further proof to how well this was received that it i mean you almost never got a direct sequel to a castlevania yeah game. true
3: yeah yeah, real quick, I want to talk about that fucking stylus bullshit because it has always sucked. I'm, uh, mm-hmm. as a lefty, okay. I had to learn to play a lot of games with the stylus, like, tucked between my middle and ring fingers but just so it didn't touch anything and then, like, learn how to let it slide down just so I could grab it, do the writing, and then poke it back up. It's fucking insane, dude. Yeah, it sucked.
2: Yeah. Is that, by the way, mi- between the middle and ring fingers, is that also how you hold your pencil?
3: No. No, I oh. not I thought that was a lefty thing. God damn it. (laughs) I I do hold it differently than other people. I know what you're talking about. Like curving the paper. We we tilt the paper to write curves. There's the curve and there's the finger thing. Some people do the curve. Yeah. Yeah, I do the finger
2: thing. (laughs) This is a lefty podcast.
3: (laughs) Yeah. It'll live eight years shorter
0: than other podcasts. (laughs) Instead of
3: disrupting this one. (laughs) I,
0: I will say I feel like a... Non talk about feature of like the new 2DS and new 3DS that I don't didn't hear talked about very much was that they they now have like touch screens so like you can touch it with just your thumb instead of like having to tap right. a stylus on it.
1: You could always kind of do that, yeah. but
0: it really that with didn't like work a fingernail, well. you could kind of do it, yeah. But but yeah. this is like you know playing through Dawn of Sorrow again, and it's just like oh, I just hold my finger against it like I do my iPhone and uh, does it actually use the different tech? I know I don't know which is which but there's like capacitive and then yeah i think it does use the different tech Ah, so so that's kind of cool
1: yeah because the original 3ds or ds that you could you could touch it like a button but you couldn't draw with your fucking do you remember
0: that stupid
3: thumb pad thing that had like a little nub on it that they're like oh you're gonna use this to control mario
1: no i'm not oh to turn your stupid thumb into a dumb unicorn and yeah it was awful
3: No, it was just one nipple. I just get a little nipple in my thumb.
0: That's all. (laughs) A little plastic nipple. The nipple's touching me. (laughs) That was the absolute worst. (laughs) It was. The worst way to play a game ever. It ruined Super Mario 64 for me.
1: Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Wait. Oh, okay. But yeah. Play it again again in your 3DS. I I, I just found my copy of Super Mario 64 uh, DS. Is that what it's called? mm
0: Mm-hmm. So another thing I loved about Aria of Sorrow was Julius mode. That it added a mode where you can play through the game as Julius Belmont, the the, the, the Belmont that sealed Dracula away in 1999. And in Aria, like, it, it wasn't that impressive. Like, it's kind of cool you can play as this character. There's no additional story you're just going through and fighting the bosses and you kind of have to fight the bosses even though you've got like full run of the castle from the beginning uh, and all the abilities you need to get around it uh you start out kind of weak and you get more powerful with each boss you beat and something i didn't know was that in dawn of sorrow the sequel they expanded that mode with uh, a story you will actually fight Soma at the end because it's it's like following the the, the bad ending where Soma gives in and becomes Dracula. And uh, you can also find Alucard and Yoko Belnades and switch between them a la Castlevania 3 And if you couldn't hear those voices very clearly, I isolated them. Aricado! Mm. Uh, so, <laughs> Aricado, <yudious. laughs> you impressed Greg <laughs> <laughs> and, and yeah even though Genya Arikado uh, appears As like a, a black haired dude in a suit in, in both of those games He uh, transforms into His classic Playstation sprites When you play as him so it's It's the Alucard from Symphony of the Night In Dawn of Sorrow nice. Which is kind of yeah, cool, cool. Uh, right, right up there with being able to play as Trevor Belmont In uh, Curse of Darkness
2: is it <laughs> is it Dawn of Sorrow or Arya of Sorrow where you get the handgun? Because I just it's remember both, actually. Oh, really? But I but just... they're
0: both kind of they're they're kind of weak in those. Especially like uh, in yeah. in Arya of Sorrow, I think it's kind of like a late game thing that you can find it, and then it's just like ah, this does a little plinky damage. Who cares? Huh. But it's it's kind of neat to have. It's such a Japanese game thing the sword is always stronger than the gun. Of course, yeah. Well, it's because. Uh, airsoft is popular in japan so you can probably assume that's <laughs> what you're buying
4: yeah
0: i just remember
2: strutting through the castle in my fur coat with my <laughs> handgun feeling <laughs> like this was somehow blasphemous but also super cool
0: yeah also what, what high school student wears a fucking giant fur coat <laughs> Only the I mean, one who is at security, security. Mm, yeah. I guess, but man... No, I, I had a, a ton of fun replaying this, and uh, I recommend anybody who can play it do so.
1: You can only steal yep, it!
0: that's true. Go for it, kids! Or you can maybe find an old GBA cartridge and play it on your classic DS Only if GBA. you do it through our
1: Amazon links. But I, I do recommend... Uh, Brett did a video about the Castlevania timeline which you put beneath this podcast episode Ooh. on lasertimepodcast.com. I don't know. I, I, I don't know if this series makes sense to ever. To everyone, because it's been kind of gone mm-hmm. for a very long time. Yeah, Lords of Shadow kind of killed it. I think it resurrected it and killed yeah, it at the same yeah. time. It's very just strange. like Dracula. Just like
0: Dracula. Yeah, <laughs> we have to wait a hundred <laughs> years for it to come back.
1: But but like again, like I, I talk to a ton of people who love schlock horror, and like a lot of people who don't seem like they play games. Know the Castlevania series pretty okay. It, it, it most of it is a pretty accessible game series. Mm-hmm. It's pretty straightforward and starts. Boom, they all start so very quickly most of the yeah. time. So I, yeah, I, I recommend every Halloween you play a Castlevania game. Absolutely. Or at least a record. Yeah, yeah just play
0: through the first one. It's pretty quick. Or, you know, uh, Aria of Sorrow. You can get through it in like five or six hours. So, uh,
1: hooray. Or Symphony of the Night. Greg, how do you say that backwards again? <laughs> what was it? Symphony of the Night? Symphony of the Night. Mm-hmm.
2: Again at foe in Openness. <laughs>
1: We did on another podcast. We had people isolate that and rewind it <laughs> to make sure it sounded correctly. <laughs> correct, well, it well,
2: wow. <laughs> well, look, the, the reading something spelled backwards is not the same thing as
0: saying that's true. The sounds yes. backwards. Yeah. Yeah. No, I can I can attest to works. that because uh, I don't know if you guys remember uh, way back when we did the I think it's called Twin Peakspiration episode about games that were inspired mm. by Twin Peaks. I did a raccoon break where I actually had to train myself, I mean, the raccoon had to train himself to to speak backwards in a way that would sound good when played back, and the hardest word to say was porch. Like, I could not, it came, it kept coming out, like, (laughs) harsh. It's terrible. Yeah, because the P,
2: how do you do a backwards P? You have to, like, suck in the air. Yeah, I
0: guess. It's not easy. I, mad, mad respect to the people in Twin Peaks who do that.
1: Yes, and happy birthday, Twin Peaks. Yeah. Or sorry, happy birthday, death of Laura Palmer. Oh. <laughs> That's the thing that happened. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> Twin Peaks did not is not is not having a birthday. She yet. Was so young. But Laura Palmer's parents are celebrating something. Yeah. Uh. Just remember to sing
3: her, sing happy birthday to her twice when washing your hands. <laughs>
1: Wash
0: them for 20 seconds. Ladies. Put a birthday if, cake
1: on the coffin. You'll never know the difference. Take nothing else away from this episode. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's a, That chewing gum you like is coming back. Uh, <laughs> I fucking love Castlevania, and I, I was at one point seriously considering putting Castlevania Legacy of Darkness on this list, which is basically a repackaged version of Castlevania 64, the game that everyone but me hates, uh, with two (laughs) extra campaigns, including the the main one you're playing is Cornell the Werewolf, who uh, is very unorthodox for the series, just like shoots force bolts all over the place, can turn into a werewolf, uh, jumps around, kills monsters. Well, as Twilight taught us, the werewolves and vampires do not get along, Mm -hmm. so And uh, Castlevania 64 had a lot of fun ideas You also don't play as a Belmont in that You're some guy named Reinhard Schneider Who's never been uh, Mentioned before or since But uh, you fight skeletons on motorbikes You get chased around by uh, Frankenstein Gardner With a chainsaw arm and a hedge maze And uh, you can uh, There's this merchant That you keep having to deal with And if you deal with him enough You've basically sold your soul to the devil And then you have to fight him to get it back Oh, wow. It's, it's kind of great, right? It's, yeah, it's, you know, have, For having never
2: owned an N64 and <laughs> only just, like, heard secondhand how crappy the game was. Mm-hmm. And then trying out Legacy this like th- a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. It's, it's fun, you know? They, they yeah. at least had the spirit of Castlevania. The fact that there are uh, skeletons on motorcycles mm-hmm. says a lot <laughs> to me. <Yeah. laughs> You know, uh, the uh, Spanish Castlevania didn't have that. What was it called? That's true. Lords Lord of Shadow. Shadow. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Does every Castlevania like p- post 16-bit era have an "of" in the title? Symphony of the Night, Legacy of Darkness. Yeah, I, I guess believe- uh, believe- Rondo of
2: Blood sort yeah, of started yeah. it.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Huh? It did with its salute to Rondo Hatton. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rondo <laughs> Hatton
0: of Blood. <laughs> and every, I think every
2: post-Rondo Castlevania 2D game, at least, has recycled sprites from Rondo of Blood. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No.
3: Confirming absolutely that even a lot of the casino it. games have of in the title. Hmm because that is what Konami cool. makes now is Castlevania Casino games
0: anyway that's been our top 5 we're going to take a little break and when we come back we're going to talk about some new releases some Call of Duty, some Ori's and the Will of the Wisps and uh, some news, some E3 getting cancelled oh my god and much more so stay tuned I-
4: Sun or feel
1: the way Let's get scratching
0: Would you like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries and more from the laser time crew then we strongly encourage you to support this show on patreon.com/ lasertime It supports not only this show but all the rest of the laser time network You'll get commentaries play games with the hosts see exclusive videos first and receive an uncut weekly ad free podcast bonus time. Speaking of which, here's a quick taste. This
1: is all your fault. Hit him up at mb.2k <laughs> if you have to. James James Lipton died this week. Scrum <laughs> In a world before podcast, James Lipton came out and, and interviewed actors for an hour. Yeah. Like, let's remember, like, oh fuck <laughs> Matthew McConaughey's on the Tonight Show. He's my favorite actor ever seven minutes Mm. with a commercial break that's all you get an hour with these people with audience Q&A from younger people they're all fucking stupid mostly stupid actor questions Yeah, but like it was more revealing it was I did watch it on occasion Uh, my favorite moment there was I remember watching a best of clip and it was like what's your favorite dirty word and like Jason Robards he was just like uh, I only heard this twice during the war (laughs) And schmagma, schmagma, <laughs> sh- sh- And I still to this day don't know if it's Shhmagma or schmagma because Jason Robard said it on Bravo <laughs> in the nineties. Get bonus time, a weekly uncensored
0: and commercial free podcast every Tuesday, starting for just five dollars on patreon.com lasertime. And welcome back to our final segment where we will not waste any... Oh shit, shit, I hit the button early. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> Should I do so it again? So wonderfully
2: disruptive. We're going to have to start the whole episode over.
0: We will, we will. Uh, there's a new Call of Duty that just snuck out by surprise this week. Call of yeah, Duty Warzone. We have been War talking Zone. about it for a while. Uh, I guess so, yeah. And, and it's. I think it's a new mode for Modern Warfare if you have that. But... It is a standalone thing that is free to everybody and uh, takes up about 98 gigs on your hard drive.
1: It's one of the oh, biggest things I've ever downloaded that wasn't Gears of War four.
3: How? <laughs> it's a map.
1: I don't know. I don't know. But like, I will say to its credit, like it loads really fucking fast. Hmm. So That's good.
2: Okay, so Chris, you've been really into this. What's the deal? What? How is right, this? I, like, different? Dude, I, I, I am
1: like just, in, I would say, just north of hating Call of Duty but okay. i I've, I've done it but i i do like battle royale shooters always for a little bit i was i like hmm. pubg i liked fortnite for a hot second i like fortnite before it was a battle royale shooter uh, i liked uh, apex legend before like ah everyone's getting too good and i don't know much about this game and i refuse to learn and, <laughs> and but but like uh one of the reasons i sucked at fortnite and uh uh, is it Apex Legend? Jesus, I feel like I'm yes, saying it wrong yes, now. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but, I, but I do fundamentally understand the perks and uh, weaponry of Call of Duty. So, like, mm. if you played Call of Duty, you'll have a leg up as opposed to having to learn everything about, uh, like, not just the controls, but, like, what everything does. It still very much works in, like, a hoorah military <laughs> universe mm, yeah. of, of killstreak nonsense.
3: How's the time to kill compared with typical COD multiplayer? Is it, is it about the same? The time to kill?
1: Yeah, uh, I I don't know. Like, I cause I haven't really done that. And I I like zombies modes in this in the campaign. But mm-hmm. I, I will say that like uh,
0: no no what he's what he's asking is when you get dropped in how long does it take to encounter an enemy and kill them?
3: That's not no no. What, what I meant was the actual time. Like some of these games let you soak up more bullets than others. No, and no well
1: yes, and that in, in that respect, like it's 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 it's, a, it's kind of a lot. Huh. Okay. Yeah, it's 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 a lot, but I mean, like, you know, not in terms of, like, Twitch shooters, but, like, yeah, it's, it's more than I'm used to, for real. Especially if you dealt with PUBG, which, like, a single fucking shoulder graze could take you out yeah, of the arm Yeah, PUBG's armor armor. really not a ton.
3: Apex, you're pretty survivable, and they give you those those abilities that you can usually get out of a firefight at least one time.
1: Well, that leads me to the absolute best part of it. Because, again, I am not an expert on this. I know you're all going to make fun of me because I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, and you're all right. But the the I mean, funny I didn't thing... know what time to kill
0: meant. So there is that. Uh, well, it's it's this
1: Matthew McConaughey vehicle. Oh, okay. it's great. Um, yeah. Uh, yes, they deserve to die, and I hope they burn. I, I watched that <laughs> recently. It was weirdly what stagey. Th- God damn! Someone, <laughs> let's all chip in together and start a Kickstarter for Michael's free time. Watching time <laughs> to kill. I was from visiting my parents. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, it, but fucking. So you die. Oh man, I am dead. You start out with a uh, uh, like a squad of three people, not unlike Apex Legends. Mm-hmm. The the the. It's. I can't decide whether it's the stupidest thing in the world or the best thing I've ever seen. Instead of dying, you get uh, uh, captured and dragged to a gulag. Yep. And you get put into a fucking prison cell where you can punch other inmates and you're eventually pitted one-on-one with another inmate and the survivor gets to jump back into the game. What?
0: That's such a cool, cool idea. It's
1: awesome. It's it's fucking great. It takes like it only takes it takes way less time than you would think it would. You can skip the animation of you being dragged into the gulag, hmm. and hmm. It, it does not take that much time. And what you can you can literally watch other players do a one on one fucking Star Trek Kirk versus Spock moment over and over if you'd like. But it it, it never takes that long. It, even if that doesn't happen, if you want to stay and spectate, your squad can. Uh, find an, a location to buy your like buy a redeployment for you with the cash they're picking up all over the place, but it's okay. it's it's incredibly fast. It had a couple hiccups, but it's like still technically in beta. It's always going to be free. It's accessible through a menu if you already have Modern Warfare. But like, I, yeah, I think if the the heavy download is probably because you probably have the whole guts of Modern Warfare. It's it definitely has a one click buy thing. And you'd be buying every aspect of Modern Warfare. Yeah, it looks
3: like it looks like it's full of upsell. Yeah.
1: It's it's. I mean, other than like the uh, storage capacity issues, like you know, it's not it's not a bad way to like pitch your fucking game. You know. No, I
3: mean, mm-hmm. if anyone remembers, that's the original when they did the Fortnite free to play thing. It was all
1: to upsell the what is it? Save the world mode or whatever the heck that was. It was called? it was it was Minecraft. Fort Fortnite was Minecraft. Like fortify yourself. Things are going to come at you at night. There's some multiplayer elements. There was no battle royale mode in the beginning, yeah, and, yeah. and yeah, it was a Minecraft clone. Yeah. But but yeah, it's like, dude, it's fucking fun and it's fast, and there's a lot of ways to recover. Oh, and that's what because like, you might not be the best uh uh person down the line of sight. You might not be the best fire, but there are little uh, tablets you can find, and there are things you can do inside of the battle royale mode. Like oh, there's a bunch of. Uh, intel caches to discover if you can run around on this map 150 people trying to kill each other and find these things you'll get a shitload of extra credit Hmm. uh, extra XP there the funniest thing I've seen is like someone can uh, grab a tablet and all of a sudden you become the bounty meaning your your location is highlighted on the map and all 150 people are incentivized to kill you whoa (laughs) Jesus (laughs) but it's it's happened to me I only played for a few hours it happened to me like three times get in a car and drive in a circle around all these it's the funniest thing that's I, I've <laughs> ever done. A bunch of people trying to pick me off in a fucking military golf cart. It was hilarious. <laughs> they couldn't do it. Dude. I'm sure they'll figure out ways because there's still like a bunch of like Claymore stuff that people aren't really utilizing just yet. And yeah. um, and I don't really remember how to use in the in Call of Duty multiplayer capacity. But like there are mid game milestones, if you will, to do in between being the last survivor. And uh, and if you've played Apex Legend, like you can, you don't have to mic up to like rely on your squad a little bit, you know. Well, they, they, they put in you. that
3: really cool communication system that was all about not talking to each other. It was like right the the auto point thing that that was contextual. Does does Call of Duty have something similar?
1: Yeah, yeah, and the control well, it does. I just haven't figured out what it is. Yeah. <laughs> I know they have it because I saw I saw it in the main menu, but I How haven't been able of- to figure out because the controls are actually like pretty okay like it, like if you ever played PUBG and like you want to drop an item like you are crazy vulnerable mm-hmm. to attack and this is like this is real fast and uh and i, I like that about it and uh yeah a lot of my guy yeah a lot of people i played with really helped me out it's i would recommend miking up but dude it's 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 fun as fuck
3: and, and the death the fight to the death thing happens you everyone gets one of those per match and then is it yes, like when you die the second time everyone gets one time? of those per
1: match and even, even if you're dead and you're spectating you can still be bought back in and every enemy you kill drops their cash so it's gives you an incentive to like watch and spectate and you know right. my fucking lady friend was watching and like it was it was the most captivating thing we did in the, with a TV in like two weeks it was hilarious you mentioned squads like how,
3: how many people are in each squad
1: uh, three and, and 150 people technically per map. That obviously doesn't always pan out. But it, it is working cross-platform, okay. apparently.
3: Because I think I saw a news post that they're they're evaluating or maybe even
1: already testing four- and five-person squads. Yeah, I think they should. I think that would make it much more interesting. Because I, I made it to, to seventh place, which wouldn't really have been possible uh, with a five-person squad. I would have been annihilated before that. And and yeah, but I yeah I, I but I really dug Apex before. Like you know, I'm not going to invest the time to get good in this. But even if you've like sampled Call of Duty's multiplayer, you you'll understand this very easily. There's not a bunch of weirdo fucking like races and classes. It's just fucking hoorah semper Fi, stay frosty horseshit, and which I don't <laughs> love, but I but I recognize.
3: Now, do you know? Did you did you own Modern Warfare last year, or is hell there, no? Okay, because what I'm curious about is like because I, I played Modern Warfare last year, and that game just before this mode was really good. Um, the campaign is is really good. I'm wondering like, do you get extra stuff in this mode for owning the game, or is it just added to the game as I as don't
1: know? And I, I love I I would like. I'm not the best at every game, but what I will tell you I'm really good at I am the free to play king. I will not give anyone a cent unless I absolutely have to. <laughs> and I looked at this menu and it was just like Gears 5 like you assume I like this a lot to pay you $3 for a fucking skin. You don't have to pay for shit. And and I don't I think it'll 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 probably have a substantial player base for a very long time. I even saw myself you can see when you're playing PC people, but they matched us they seem to match my squad with people who are playing on the PC with a controller, right? Oh, cool.
4: Yeah, that's Yeah, and smart. you can
1: see that. So I think they prioritize that, and it's, again, all this... You see that Kotaku article about, like, how you own your games with PS Plus and Game Pass, and... Hmm. I, dude, I just never knew that. I didn't know, like, you only have your Game Pass games for when they're on Game Pass kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... Uh wait, I don't even remember why they brought that up now. But it doesn't it's not important. Uh but <laughs> okay. uh, but it had it had something to do with that. I forget what it was. But uh well, and but, this
3: thing's free forever and
1: it's a standalone free mode. Yeah, yeah, and there's there's a really easy ways to buy modern warfare and even I think I saw like quick buy buttons. Like what the fuck does that mean? Like if I accidentally hit a button here, I want to I want a thousand prompts before I buy a $60 fucking Activision <laughs> yeah, game. Yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, I don't know what that meant, but I don't love you enough to experiment with spending $60 in Call of Duty. Not before tax time. Patreon.com slash laser Time. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. But I, I fucking loved it. I, I loved it. Not a lot of my friends are playing on Xbox. Oh, sorry. That's what it was because you, you don't need PS Plus to play it on PS4. Right. But you need Xbox Gold to play it mm. on Xbox. But there's the a thing. I, I think there's
3: some caveat on PS4. With it, it, it's a little bit better if you have Plus. So here it is. Uh if you play on PS Plus, you basically get a, an extra loot pack. Cuz they they do Sony wants their you know I, PlayStation Plus people to have some extra value, so.
1: Yeah, I think after a while you might get I'm frustrated with all these people being very good. I'd like to play the single player. It, yeah. it could happen cuz it, it like I played Blackout. Blackout was the battle royale for Black Ops, wasn't it? Blops
3: 4.
4: Yeah.
1: Yeah, and like it, it, it was a decent stab i didn't feel compelled to do it again but this like no nah, good tutorial um pretty pretty understandable uh yeah i really liked it i really i i I'm, I, I was late to this recording because i was in the middle of a match that went a little longer than i thought huh oh, cool
0: yeah i wanted to play this today but then yeah i went to download it and it's just like oh it's like 96 point something gigs i'm like <laughs> uh this is it's a mode in Modern Warfare, right? I'll just load that up, and Modern Warfare is like, oh, you need to update eighty six gigs. Like, yeah, yeah, full full game patch.
1: That's no good.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, but I, I I imagine this is how they're gonna get people to buy Modern Warfare, and it's it's yeah. it's interesting. And I but I will warn people once again, like with I I paid I thought for a higher tier of Comcast bandwidth. This is a one over one-tenth of my bandwidth for the yeah. month. And that doesn't include the bandwidth that needs to play the game. Oh, it's, God, a
3: yeah. it's a big problem. It's a big problem. Um, I wanted to play this, but I actually ended up playing one of the other
1: big releases yeah. this week.
0: Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Yes.
3: A lot smaller download, I will say that. Which sucks.
0: It's been on my hard drive for
1: months. Yeah.
0: It, uh, I, I'll say, if you are missing classic Castlevania, Metroidvania Castlevania, Um, this is a great 2D Metroidvania that looks absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Now we're
3: both playing on PC, right, Michael? Uh,
0: yes. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm playing it in, I think
3: it's 4K. It's, it's a Mm -hmm. higher, higher resolution than 1080 is, uh, I always forget what the actual resolution for 4K is. Isn't it like, do you guys remember? It's
0: it's 3000 something by something. By 2160, I think. Oh, okay. Uh, then no, I think 4- fourteen forty is like a, a middle. Uh, okay, it, it's, it's above ten eighty, but not not four K.
3: That was the highest resolution it showed on my PC, and I'm playing like on, a, on an Alienware PC, and so hmm. it looks so good in that resolution, though, man. Oh, no! This game, this game is. I mean, it, it shouldn't be surprising. Like Ori and the Blind Forest is one of the best games one of the best Metroidvania's I've ever played, and this game is mm. is very much that. Like if you if you played that could, game, could you could you lightly tell
1: me why that is? Because I could never really get yeah. into this game,
2: and it wasn't on PS4 for a while, so or it still isn't.
0: So I oh, I, I uh, have the rare distinction of having written the review for IGN for Ori and the Blind Forest. Nice. Uh, oh. So it is it is number one. Very pretty. It's very well executed in its uh, world design and it has all these really cool big uh, cinematic moments that are integrated into gameplay uh, very well. And I think in Ori and the Will of the Wisp, it uh, ramps that up considerably. It's like, oh, they got they got a budget for this one. They got a really big budget uh, to, to craft these these fantastic moments uh, there's a bit early on where you're being chased by this, like, giant wolf creature called, like, the Howl. And uh, it's like, well, this is, like, straight out of Rats of Nim, but I'm playing it. It's a side scroller. Uh, or, yeah, The Secret of Nim, I mean. Like, it, it has kind of that Don Bluth just kind of scrabbling over everything quality. And, uh, yeah, super pretty. Um, and whenever I think of Ori and the Blind Forest, the first one, I'm always reminded of there's this one level where, like, you beat the boss in this huge tower-like structure, mm-hmm. and then it floods. And yes. it, it's just playing this really cool music while you're trying to stay a step ahead of the flood as it's rising rapidly below you. And, like, that's a that's a conceit, that's an idea that's been done many times before, but it was executed so memorably yeah. in Ori and the Blind Forest that it it, it really sticks with me, but I think that scene in particular one of the things people did say about the first
3: Ori, and this one's no exception, is the game can be quite difficult, but it's yes. also pretty generous with its auto-save auto save points, Like, yeah. and dying is not a huge penalty in this the, game. The problem
0: it? is that the auto-save points, and I noticed this about both th- this one and the first one, is that they can, they tend to put the, the checkpoints like right before something cinematic, so it's like, okay, I have to keep watching and or playing through this scene repeatedly yeah. until i beat the boss or whatever i keep having to watch the boss's intro
3: a lot of games commit that sin for sure yeah, but that's um, true
0: one of the things I, I
3: it's hard to explain but this game is just so finely crafted that like it knows exactly what it needs to be doing when it needs to be doing it and so like even simple things like how it explains to you the things in the environment that will hurt you versus not. Like it's very subtle. Like like for example, I, I only played like ninety minutes or something, but like in the environment there's there's a point where you're gonna start coming up against like thorns and spiky things. And it just kinda has like one little short strip of one of those, like in the middle of this thing that you probably won't even notice it and then you walk over and notice, Oh, I just got hurt and so it like it does the thing that like, a lot of good games do. It teaches you its systems in a gradual way where you you're like, oh, okay, so now I have to be careful of those things. And it it just does it where you're like, how are they so good at knowing when to put these things and then when to introduce the full system to me that it's just kind of been teasing. Like, everything there, it's, it's real finely crafted. The controls, now this is a thing, like, I know a lot of people won't play platformers with analog sticks. They straight up will only play them with the D-pad. Now, I don't know if this is true on Xbox, but on the PC version that I've been playing so far in the game, you can only control it with the analog stick. There's no D-pad controls. Yeah. But it it doesn't matter. It, it, contro- it controls super well. And you will need it, because the other thing that the first one kind of was notorious for, and this one has it, it, almost like Celeste, has sections you might think of as like splatformer sections, like just really difficult platforming sections that will require you to kind of use all the skills and powers you have obtained over the course of, of kind of discovering things and, and leveling up and but it feels really cool when you're able to kind of overcome one of those sections. That that tower section being being a good example of that, Michael. Like it's like, oh yeah, yeah. you gotta nail this run, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's it's very demanding.
3: It's it's not as hardcore as Celeste. Like I would say Celeste yeah. is is way more oh, demanding. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. but it's it's um yeah, it's just everything about it, production values wise it's right. just like that's, that's what I remember about the
1: first game. Like the, I, I thought the Metroidvania gameplay was sort of ho hum, but the characterization and the design of everything mm-hmm. was like, oh shit, this is tugging on my heartstrings oh, in yeah. a way that like, it does. It does. Nothing yeah. is ever done.
3: Yeah, it's it's a great way example of like storytelling, not necessarily through like outright cinematic stuff. Although this right. one, like Michael said, they've been given a bigger budget, so they do tell a lot of stuff through cinematics this time, in addition to. This kind of silent world building, of because you 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 are a silent protagonist, where it's like yeah you you are you will know there's a story there, and you will learn the story as you go on.
4: You know? mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and uh, like just just at the very beginning, like it, it it puts you in this like what's basically a very elaborate, intermittently playable in-game cutscene where yes, yeah, you're you're being introduced to uh, Ku, this Owlet that. Uh, has has just hatched and joined your little family and uh but she's got a uh a broken wing that doesn't have all of its feathers so you're trying to help her fly and so you you alternate between sort of watching You take
1: that broken wing and learn to fly you do
0: Mm-hmm. <sighs> mm-hmm. and uh you, so you alternate you soar or whatever i yeah. forget what the next <laughs> lyric is there chris you just alternate story. between like watching time just pass and, every Xennial and the story <laughs> develop and then just like running around. It's like, oh, I have to go get this thing. Oh, I have to go find this this object, whatever. Um, yeah. yeah. But then, yeah, then the when once the actual game kicks in, it's like, oh, OK, this is hardcore. This is not going to forgive me. I need to bring my a game. And uh, like the the very first thing, like you, you don't have a weapon. Uh, you can get a torch. That will yeah. go out if you touch any water, and uh, but is it's necessary for like getting through barriers and past enemies, and it's kind of mm. hardcore. It's just like oh, this cute little forest sprite is like beating the shit out of mm. some monsters with a with fire. Yeah, that's the other thing.
3: Um, so they definitely took influence from Hollow Knight this time because there is more combat. And the combat feels a little bit more deliberately paced and more difficult this time where it, it does pay versus just button mashing like your your attack combos this time. It pays to look for tells or to kind of almost play footsies and position yourself with where enemies are going to be so you can kind of get out of the way when they attack and then attack them.
0: Yeah, watch their attack patterns. Yeah,
3: for sure. And to the point of even like I've fought a boss already and it was like, I'm not going to call it like souls level difficulty but it was like oh shit okay yeah i have to be paying attention this isn't just like some pushover first boss you mm-hmm.
0: know? yeah no that that first boss is pretty fucking serious mm-hmm. yeah
3: and yeah and did you talk about like uh to emotional response like i was scared in that section because before you fight him you're like frantically running from him and he's just mm-hmm. barely missing you yeah you know? it's like
0: i said it, it feels like it's something out of a don bluth movie the way that ori and this creature are moving and just scrabbling over bits of scenery that are then smashed the second you get past them yeah, yeah. yep
3: yep which then you will go explore all that smash stuff after mm-hmm. the boss fight
0: yeah it's fantastic
3: Oh, and, and it's on Game Pass. We should
2: mention yes, like
0: yes. most if you have of game you, pass,
2: you th- own this. Yeah, this. for for the non Xbox people, what else? It's on
3: PC Game Pass too, Greg. <sighs> Mac. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> we're not. Oh, I swear to God, we're not meaning to pimp Game Pass, but it's like, hey, yeah, if you if you're already paying the ten a month, <laughs> play this game.
0: It's, yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, also, this week, I don't know if it's on Game Pass, Neo Two. Uh All coming in right. on Friday. Hey, that's the first
1: game Greg wanted to stream with us. Really? Yeah, that's
3: right. Yeah, we streamed yeah, the demo. Nice. Yeah. So I want to pick up Greg and I started to have a conversation uh, uh, off the air about what made Neo One so awesome. Um mm-hmm. because yeah, it's it's one of those things where it's like, I wish more people had played Neo because We've talked a lot about like a lot of souls-like games mm-hmm. and there have been Michael and I were just talking the other day like hey we're at a point now where there's there've been enough like really just good souls-likes that that we can kind of talk about them on their own but like Neo I think has added the most to that model and right. yeah. is its own thing because of it and a lot of that is the combat system. Hmm.
2: Yeah, it's I mean it's it's really thoughtful and as uh, I'm kind of, I guess I'm kind of an action game nerd. Um, like I sort of obsess over mechanics, but when I like, I've, I've never really been that into the Soulsborne from software games because I feel like they like suffering is like the whole point, especially with. No. Like I started with Demon Souls, and I think
0: especially I mean, with suffering Demon is Souls. the conceit, but really it's about uh, just memorizing patterns and watching for tells. Yeah, and, I think
1: I think the the thing I nailed upon, I've been playing nothing but uh, uh, Dark Souls Remastered on the Switch and showing my friends. It's like I've never really been the perfect run, speed run kind of guy, but that's what Dark Souls gives you. Like, ah, I die, but I gotta get my shit back. I'm gonna approach this the best possible way and get the best do do the best run I can here, hmm. and you're you're incentivized in way, in ways that games that have speed runs do not incentivize you at all
4: mm-hmm. hmm. and
0: I think the fact that you have to run do a corpse run and get your shit back is what keeps a lot of people from rage quitting, and it's just yeah. like no, if I quit, my stuff will disappear, I need to go back yeah. and get it at least, then I can rage quit. Well, and yeah. so like Neo 2, though it's like it is recognized what maybe makes
3: the Souls games fun, which is I would argue they're not so much about suffering as much as triumph, you know, well, after suffering yeah. for a time. But they've they've added so many other systems. Like there's is it how many stances? Three stances? There's multiple combat stances. Yeah, you have high, mid, and low. And and it's like it just adds a ton of complexity to the Souls combat form, yeah
2: basically. well that's what i was getting at is that i think that neo's combat is just a lot more engaging and and more interesting so mm-hmm. that all of the deaths uh even though it's totally hard i found that i didn't mind it as much like the the emotional burden was not as great because every moment i was having fun mm-hmm. and um it's also just really clever, like, I, I think that, uh, so there's this the mechanic called a key pulse that's easily overlooked, but that's actually super fundamental to, to the whole thing. Where you, like, uh, when, you, when you attack, your stamina goes down, like in the Souls, Dark Souls games, but um, there's, like, there's like a grace period where y- your stamina fills back up if you hit a button with perfect timing. And if you don't hit the button with perfect timing, then the stamina takes twice as long to fill back up.
0: So it's like the perfect reload in Gears of War.
2: Yeah, exactly. It's it's like so basically what you it's supposed to get you in the habit of after every uh, you know individual attack or attack chain, like if you if you hit, you know, square 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 to do a three-hit attack, um, your stamina Xbox. goes uh, you're supposed to or XXX. um you're supposed to get in the habit of hitting the right bumper r1 uh, after you do each attack chain and when i played the game i realized that this was probably meant to simulate actual uh like japanese fencing uh breathing techniques where you you would go one two three breathe and 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 a lot of martial arts um they have these things i can't remember what the japanese term is but there's uh it's like you do the move and then there's like this sort of return to center uh motion that you do it's kind of got like a tai chi feel or if you play street fighter 5 um what's his face zeku uh, all of his moves are followed up with this sort of return to center animation. That's sort of this elaborate like hmm. posing, uh, and that's what the key pulse is in Neo. You go one, two, three, breathe. One, two, breathe, and uh, that that sets the whole pace for the combat, and it adds this very engaging, active uh, element to the combat that I, I think that uh, the From Software games don't have as much and it's really easy to overlook and what i see frequently with people that like dip a toe into neo is they'll say they don't like it um but then i see them not really utilizing those fundamental mechanics and i think it's because they're big fans of the soulsborne games Mm -hmm. and so they're trying to play it like a soulsborne game but neo really really innovates uh, and one of the base challenges of Neo is is to learn these fundamental systems that the Soulsborne games do not have.
1: You're making me want to go play it. Check it out. <laughs> I, I love it. I, I I really I love Neo.
3: Yeah, play play cool. Neo one, and then look forward it, it, like, to Neo two I, Friday.
1: I, when I when I started playing fucking Sekiro, I was I had Neo vibes in my head, and mm-hmm. it was. Obviously disappointed, and this is what you really wanted. Instead, it's true. Yeah. Well, I yeah, I actually don't want a feudal Japan samurai game. Period.
0: <laughs> <Aww>. so, <laughs> but we're getting at least a couple more of those this yeah, year. Yeah, we lasers of and, and horror and a I don't bunch know of about this
3: Tsushima game. I don't know what to think of it.
2: Mm.
0: Oh yeah, you know, so, those
2: so.
3: sucker punch guys—they've never made anything good. <laughs> well, there is that. Like I'm, this I'm though, just, I'm a little skeptical of like Western made like samurai names. Boss. the last samurai was the greatest film ever produced fight <laughs> drew
1: i saw it i believed every second of it <laughs> every frame was perfect
3: that is a yep, reference mm-hmm. to a quote from the movie i just want to say <laughs>
0: <laughs> i'm sure ah. it'll be good it's it's sucker punch they
4: do just like neo
3: 2 is good neo is already getting like excellent reviews
4: so. yeah, all right. I we'll cool. say
3: that the the
2: demo for neo 2 did not thrill me but i i was pretty sure that it was a demo problem.
3: Okay, mm-hmm. they called it like a beta too, not just a demo, right? It was like here, play. Yeah, the beta. well,
2: I think that you know, it's like with demos, they're they're like a demo can either try and hook you or try and introduce you, and those are not necessarily the same thing, depending on who they're trying to hook. Yeah, and I feel like they were very intent on showing this game is hard as shit uh and but then they also like threw all these systems at you and even as someone who played through all of Neo 1 I was like what the fuck is going on <laughs> you know and um it just felt like they threw a lot at you at once instead yeah. of easing you into the new systems but I do think that the the actual full game will ease you in
3: a lot better yep I've definitely had that debate and discussion with developers when trying to figure out how to how to plan a demo it's like how much do you need to teach people about the game versus how much are you trying to wow them? Because, you you know, like, your impulse is like, well, let's just put them in the tutorial at the beginning of the game, but that's usually not the most compelling part of any game. And so it's like, well, no, we want to kind of be right in the middle in the thick of things. Oh, shit, they're not going to know how to do 90% of this stuff, you know? I think the FF7 remake
2: demo kind of had that same... Like, we saw some of that discourse last week, right? Like, that Chris Kohler tweet went viral... Because he was like, uh, this demo is kind of diminishing my interest in the game.
0: Oh yeah, because he couldn't figure <laughs> and, out how to uh, kill the scorpion boss. Yeah, and, and is, I didn't find that challenging, but okay. No, I didn't either. I get it. But also, I I want to say like that all the replies to that were like, oh, Kotaku editor, of course he doesn't know shit yeah. about games. games. Like
3: journalists are bad at games.
0: Chris well, Kohler... Yeah. Chris Kohler has forgotten about more games than you punks have ever played, okay? Well, right,
2: and and that's why I think seeing who tweeted it made me, like, give me pause to mm-hmm. think about it, because I did not have that experience with it, but I had just had that experience with the Neo demo, mm-hmm. where I was like, it's not just that it's hard, it's that it's throwing lots of information at you all at once. Mm-hmm. And I can see how you could come away from the FF7 demo with that, where it's like, yeah, it does kind of throw a lot of systems at you very quickly. Like, I didn't, like, even though I had no real problem beating the Scorpion, I wouldn't say that I know exactly how this... Yeah, the... I,
1: I, I beat the Scorpion, but I did not beat it as Cloud, because, like, oh, yeah, really? there was a, yeah, there was a ton of shit thrown at me at the same time. And I played, all, like, through all of Final Fantasy XV... But I mean, you know, you get the fudge I a lot. I like 15 shit.
2: a lot, yeah. But but I was like, yeah, I don't I don't have a full grasp of how this the uh, what do they call it? The, there's a the pressure system, and then there's like, is it stagger or a, yeah, the stagger system? Yeah.
0: And I was like a it's little. Like, it's lost like Sekiro. <laughs>
2: but Neo Two looks cool.
0: <laughs> well, it's out now, so go play it if you're interested. If this has made you interested, I know it's made me interested.
2: Remember the key pulse.
0: Yeah, the key pulse. We are the anti-influencers. I didn't have much fun when I played it for the first time, but maybe that's what I was missing. All right, well, uh, we should probably move along because I know Matt's champing at the bit to talk about.
1: (laughs) Is this Matt's Hollywood has the coronavirus segment?
4: <laughs>
1: Actually, no. But... We, we
3: we do have front page news yeah. this week, so that that is, is uh preempted the Hollywood segment. But we do uh, well. I mean, this takes place close to Hollywood. E three twenty twenty has been canceled.
1: I, uh, the... It blows my mind. That's still nuts. Yeah. It, it's just like there's there's so many things. Sorry, I, I don't mean to jump ahead. It's just like I work from home and haven't talked to anybody about this. Hmm. Uh, yeah, but like. Comic Con's not far behind because there are more people there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. that that is a month after E3. It is going to be canceled too. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, and 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 that also means summer camp is going to be canceled, which also means more games. <laughs> Next, they'll cancel Christmas. It, it well, it, I'm not trying to blow this out of proportion, but like I love virus and contagion movies, mm-hmm. and like they never really show like the beginning of like. The mundanity of your world when you're waiting for. Th- Are we in the beginning stage of something weird? Maybe I,
0: it's already people, pretty
1: weird. As of this recording, 200 people died in Italy today. Oh my god! Yeah, today. Well, the the yeah. uh, well, the crazy
0: thing about E3, which seems insignificant compared to 200 people dying, right. uh, is like it, it's so far out. Like it's not Maybe. for another three months, and like this could be over by then. But I think the um, well, the amount part of expense of the, reason the stock
1: market shit the bed is cuz yeah. every time the president gets up and says anything it gives no relief to the rest of the world that there's anything ready to combat this at all yeah that's a good for point. months
0: and but i think also like there's so many like preparations for e3 begin months in advance oh, oh, and yes. there's all this stuff that has to be arranged logistically financially it's an expensive proposition so I think if they're canceling it now, then that's kind of trying to preempt people like, okay, we didn't want your plans to really be in motion. And then we would pull out the rug at the last minute. Like right. we're canceling it now while there's still time to, to cancel everything. Mm-hmm. Um, if that's, that's just my, me guessing. They canceled a the movie. The James Bond movie is canceled. Yeah. Well, because ev- it's not it's canceled. It's postponed. Until, Sorry. Yeah, it's postponed. but, but the, the thing is that like, yeah, well, because, uh, parts of China are basically shut down. That's like a huge chunk of their audience it's, that can't go to the
1: movies. So then yeah, I, I do want to reiterate, it's not just China, mm-hmm. but... Uh, I'm sorry.
0: But I mean, e- e- when well, that was announced, E3. that it was mostly isolated to China, and now it's spreading all over the
3: can place. I, can I just make a quick recommendation? I would prefer if we just focused on the E3 story, because I don't want us spreading any misinformation or actually fair, panicking right, people about the disease. Um, so let's. I'd prefer, let's just talk about e three for now um, but yeah it's it's basically Los Angeles I want to say last week was declared a state of emergency which again don't panic what state of emergency means is basically it frees up funds for governments so that they they can they can get emergency funds to set up you know uh, treatment centers or, or or do like testing and all of the, these things right and but when we, happened, we
1: last heard of it when the president wanted to build wanted to build a wall in Mexico
3: oh that's right he, he invoked a state of <laughs> he emergency did. He tried. with the money right so So when that happened, though, rumors started spreading like, oh, wow, the E3 has got to be canceled, right? The ESA has got to do it. And then earlier this week, it kind of leaked out there that there were folks within the ESA kind of telling sources this. And then, yeah, sure enough, on Wednesday morning, the ESA themselves finally confirmed it. Um, Here's their statement, just so we can get it directly from them. Uh, After careful consideration with our member companies regarding the health and safety of everyone in our industry, our fans, our employees, our exhibitors, and our longtime E3 partners, we have made the difficult decision to cancel E3 2020, scheduled for June 9th through 11th in Los Angeles. Following increased and overwhelming concerns about the COVID-19 virus, we felt this was the best way to proceed during such an unprecedented global situation. We're very disappointed that we were unable to hold this event for our fans and supporters. We know it's the right decision based on the information we have today. Our team will be reaching out directly to exhibitors and attendees with information about providing full refunds. That's a huge deal, by the way. We are also exploring options with our members to coordinate an online experience to showcase industry announcements and news in June 2020. So, they're saying there will be some stream, like a Nintendo Direct. Uh, Updates will be shared on (laughs) E3Expo.com. We thank everyone who shared their views on reimagining E3 this year. Yeah, people share views, certainly. We look forward to bringing you E3 2021, so read between the lines, folks. As a marketer, that is them confirming they want to have the event next year. That is them basically going on the record, so it's not that E3 is canceled forever. Mm -hmm. Uh, E3 2021 as a reimagined event that brings fans, media... And the industry together in a showcase that celebrates the global video game industry again, read between the lines there, they specifically called out global because they are aware a big part you know many people outside the u s are hugely affected by by this thing
1: so no, it, it it's it's not e three is not just uh your favorite games website looking at new games yeah. it's exhibitors it's it's foreign press, it's everything
0: yeah it's retailers going and figuring out which games they're going to order. For sure. Mm -hmm. So let's break down that statement. So the fact
3: that they're giving refunds is a huge deal. Now, it doesn't mean that companies are off the hook because there's money you give E3 and ESA to like reserve your booth space. But um, that's like a fraction of the total money you will spend producing your booth. And I'm sure that a lot of that money it's just gone for game companies. You know, like, ba- you have to basically pay, like, a design firm. Kind of like the design firm that backed out last week, suddenly, of E3, which was the IM8-bit guys. You have to pay production folks and you and, and all these people. Like, let's say you're producing one of those awesome statues Capcom always makes. Those cost money, a lot of money, and you got to start on those months in Ends advance. of thousands of dollars. Yes.
1: And guess where they're produced?
3: Uh, China. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, so, like... There is a lot of stuff. This cancellation means a lot of stuff basically goes down the tubes. But I think for the right reasons, I'll be honest, this was the right call to make.
4: Yeah, right.
3: Um, It's interesting because it kind of forces a thing that a lot of people had been proposing, which is, hey, let's just try an all-digital thing like Nintendo does with their Direct or like Sony was planning on doing. And it's like a lot of people were, were saying, no, you don't need E3 you can just do the same announcements around the same time period and it won't have an effect. And guess what? This is the perfect lab environment to test this out in because we don't have any other choice. So now we're going to try this.
1: That was my my thing because I am not one of those people. Like, I'm glad I never have to go to E3 again. I have a lot of complaints about E3. I know my buddy Greg does as well. Uh, but, like, I'm not one of those people who wants it to die because I like there being a Super Bowl that's not based on fucking just commercials. Yeah. Uh, of showcasing this medium for the year, it's neat, it's awesome, and Comic Con is kind of that like that for every other medium. I don't want E three to die, but this is going to teach the industry to live without it for a year, mm-hmm. and and that will be interesting because if it was going to die, <laughs> they'll have all the data they need after mm-hmm. after July.
3: And, and I I am I'm like you, I subscribe to there is because I've been in meeting rooms where we discussed this like there is value in having a bunch of eyeballs in one place at one time and yeah the the trade-off there is okay I'm one of many things at this time so if I'm going to do something I have to be really big about it versus I'm going to be on my own but I have to bring all those eyeballs to me right like that's kind of the trade-off and so I do think there's always going to be value in having a big trade show that 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 is for our industry and where people can make announcements, but the form that trade show takes. Yeah. I, I think it is, it could, it could adapt, you know? And so this year will be a big test of that. Like, let's see. It, it, the weirdest thing though is, like, dude, we're launching new consoles this year, right? Wow. Um, well, new I consoles mean, being made in China, maybe. by the way, <laughs>
1: uh, I, I do have a little bit of news there. Cause, uh, my birthday is ruined. Um, and, and, and again not to not to be doom and gloom because Horizon Zero net... Dawn is coming to PC
0: yay no <laughs> Sorry, because I
1: wanted the last mini console I wanted was a TurboGrafx-16 uh, mini yeah and uh, Konami announced today that is indefinitely over it was supposed to be out next week mm-hmm. it will not be coming out uh, until further notice. I, I read something in any though. I
3: read like if you pre-ordered it, they're filling. This might have been just in Europe. There's a PC Engine version. I think it might
1: have been just in Europe because they might be manufacturing them somewhere else. But mm-hmm. things that are manufactured in places where this disease is happening, those people are home, yeah, or yeah, quarantined, yeah, yeah, yeah. or worse. And uh, and and it's that's a that's a physical product issue. So actually, that's a great point about like
3: the reason I don't I I'm not calling doom and gloom for E3 being canceled is like. What it does in terms of announcements and stuff, you don't need to physically be there to do. Like you, you, right. we have Twitch now, we have YouTube, all of those yeah, announcements. I think the, the can be Jeff
1: made. Keighley show shows you that. Like, well, if you can get enough eyeballs for one big game-related thing, yep. yeah, of course, yeah, people tune in, and you don't need people in the room to do
3: that. Yeah, it it sounds nice when Microsoft has their press conference and there's people cheering and clapping in the audience, and Keanu Reeves comes out on the stage and and gets a huge pop. It sounds great. I don't know that you need that to get the message across, which is, oh, shit, Keanu Reeves is in the next cyberpunk game. I was already going to yeah. buy it anyway, but that's super cool. Like, it just adds a little bit of fanfare to it, you know?
1: Yeah. I don't know. It's the kind of thing that gets gets worldwide attention because the worldwide
3: media is there. Yes. And that, and that is, I think, going to be the big loss of, of if E3 ever did go away permanently, which they're already saying it's not. But we'll see, you know, um, is like... It's it's the non endemic media. It's the non gaming press. It's it's the the CNNs of the world that one time a year pay more attention. Just like Comic Con, you start talking about Comic Con. Like that's kind of the one time a year that uh, the press talks more about geek culture. You know, and that's where all the biggest comic movie
1: announcements were being made for years and years and years. And so it's like yes, I have I have like one friend on my Facebook right who like constantly sends every news article of the world like uh, uh new mini console and tom hanks has ebola uh but he only does it from the the, the website of our local news station i love that <laughs> the local love channel that. nine cbs <laughs> so strange
3: <laughs> so so the thing is like we talk about like the new consoles like sony already wasn't going to be at e3 so for them they're like great
1: nintendo hasn't been at e3 uh nintendo's always at e3 on the floor well, yeah. sorry, there are show. Oh, that's right, because Nintendo always has a showcase, but not a show. Right, mm-hmm. the,
3: the direct is not from like a theater. The direct is just like a uh, direct, you know. So it's it's yeah, really the direct early Nintendo. But um, what's weird though is remember when Sony they were pivoting saying, "Well, we're not going to do E three, but we do plan it being at like there's lots of little events will be out through the rest of the year." It's like, well, not anymore, dude, because all
1: those are going to get canceled. Right, I think this is going to have a weird effect on our uh, like on our lives, like. Other than the really dire and scary stuff, like, I think into entertainment's going to lose a lot of this importance. And with, without things like this, you'll see, like, how, how little you end up knowing about things that are coming out.
0: I think uh, entertainment's definitely going to gain importance as more and more people Me become too. shut in.
1: I, so I, we've actually already yeah. seen that
3: in yeah. China. Um, mobile player statistics of, of a lot of mobile games skyrocketed oh, shit. With, during mm. the quarantine.
1: Sorry, I was just thinking about podcasts. I apologize. Patreon.com slash laser time for these trying times.
3: So, I mean, yeah, it's it's it, times like these people need entertainment more than ever. I, I don't recommend getting together in, in large groups and, and partaking uh,
1: of these things. Uh, Stephen Colbert just said a few minutes ago, all New York television tapings are required to do so without an audience. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. SNL will record without an audio. I feel
3: like anything we say by by the time this posts on Friday we will sound
1: so outdated. So, mm-hmm. we'll see. I don't care. Like cuz this is this is it's it, a, this a this moment your time, time right. to live through. Yeah. It is. Yeah, it, it's happening to us, too. Yeah.
3: So we are, we are. I mean, here, pull the curtain back. We're recording on Wednesday, so if anything huge happens <gasps> on Thursday, uh, sorry, <laughs> we, we didn't get to it. We'd be, be surprised
2: if in New York, by, by Thursday, we've got Cloverfield Monster. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I am King COVID,
1: COVID-20, <laughs> you're not ready for me, <laughs> yeah, mutated and became a... 500-foot-tall monster. Yeah, Beautiful. I mean, we were like, my uncle's a, an international pilot. We were talking about that. My hmm. parents had to cancel their trip to fucking, like, Norway or whatever. Uh, but it's, it's the most... I don't know. That's why it's why I said Casablanca is one of the the coolest movies of all time because it it shows like an, a worldwide inconvenience to rich white people that we have not seen before. But
3: I, I can tell you where E three twenty twenty one will not take place, and that's a cruise ship.
1: <laughs> oh my god! I am not seeing the appeal of cruise ships suddenly no. between. I, I having been on one somewhat recently, like dude, it's not just recycled air, like. This was the same box of Froot Loops that was here yesterday. Yeah. It had a spinach stain on it. I'm seeing it again. Yeah, uh, yeah but like, between this incident with the cruise ship and HBO's Avenue Five, like I'm not,
0: I'm not getting on a cruise ship. Is anyway. that show
1: good? Uh, it's pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Still not going to pay for HBO. Hmm. But, you it's you not know. the There's sequel always. to Avenue Q.
0: No. <laughs> it's with Hugh Laurie as the uh, the captain of a of a space. Yeah. Cruise ship. If, if if House was Star Trek. Uh-huh. But but That's... it's uh, it's a black comedy in that it's like, oh well the ship gets slightly bumped and it goes off its trajectory and now a uh three month
1: trip has suddenly turned into six and a half years.
3: A three hour tour.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I man, I know I know you don't want to dwell on this, but like I do think a, a personal response to what's going on is is fun and like I we don't have a bonus time going up in between now and next week. And that's the only reason I I wanted to vent about this. As long as I've been alive, which I think in a few days will be 40 fucking years, I've never seen anything like this. And it's not like, I'm not afraid of it at all. Like, bring it on. Hmm. I'll eat all your coronaviruses. (laughs) I'll eat all your Modelo viruses. I don't care. I'm crazy as fuck.
3: I I didn't mean to say we can't ever talk about it. I'm just, I just, there's a lot of misinformation about there, and I just don't want to repeat something that ends up being wrong. No, no, I
1: don't want to send people Hmm. into a panic, but, it can't be denied where we are now is the weird, one of the weirdest things that's ever happened to the world simultaneously. Yes.
0: In our lifetimes, yes. In our lifetimes. Yeah. yeah. I,
1: I don't remember the Spanish flu, but it's why I record remotely with Michael.
0: <laughs> yes, <laughs> <It's>,
1: that's why.
4: <laughs>
0: Nothing to do with being separated by an entire continent. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I thought it was the Spaniard flu. I was like, ah, like, like 10 years is too much with this man. Mm-hmm. I can't do it mm-hmm. anymore. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I, uh, so, yes, uh, no E3. Um, Uh but that doesn't mean no entertainment ever.
0: No, all news is canceled.
3: Let's move on. And just (laughs) because that was the leading story doesn't mean I don't get my. (laughs) Uh, guys, there is a last of a show. What a hell of a time to be producing a last of a show.
0: Didn't we talk about that last week?
3: On HBO. I don't think so. Did we talk that, that Neil Druckmann is, is a part of it?
0: think so <laughs> all right I can remember that. <laughs> uh
1: well let's throw in that laser time has a contagion episode that i didn't ever think would be relevant again but mm. like let's also be clear like michael matt and i talk all the time almost all day <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so i i don't think we did no
3: so but the, the, what makes this one unique normally i'm like yeah great another video game adaptation it's on hbo it's yeah. directed by uh neil Druckmann. From the game, Last of Us, he's teaming up with the Chernobyl creator, Craig M- Matson or Mazin.
1: Yeah. Yes. And that's the best thing that was on television last yes. year, period. Yeah.
3: And, and eerily similar to how people are responding to a lot uh-huh. of things going on right now.
1: And most we'll will believe it at that.
3: Um, but yeah, so that is that gives me hope that like, oh, wow, a faithful adaptation. I don't know if it's based on the first game i don't know if it takes place between the first and the second game we don't know much but the fact that druckman is attached is like okay this now lends an air of authenticity that like i'm gonna pay more attention to some like i'll be honest i don't i don't pay attention to the resident evil movies because they have nothing almost nothing to do
1: with the games nope, okay. and, but this i'm like oh cool that yeah <laughs> thanks greg <laughs> <laughs> Well, I I do want just just to get that out of the way. I I am exclusively devouring streaming entertainment. HBO is home to all of the best shows. Yeah. Sorry, Netflix. Abundance isn't quality, and all the HBO shows are fucking excellent and uncompromised. I can't wait for this. I I think this is amazing. Yeah. I, I saw. I'm I saw more that, excited hey, about this than anything else. They got
3: the composer from the game is going to do the music on on the yeah, show as well.
1: That, all that news in, like in in. I know we mentioned it on Laser Times Best TV of the year, but last year's Watchmen, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. dude, like that was not that was not on paper a crowd pleasing thing for fans of comics or the Watchmen, yeah, uh, the people you want to subscribe to HBO. But it was fucking excellent, yep, yep, B- beyond excellent. It was beyond anything that Netflix did that, that year, and I hate admitting that, but it was. I'm so excited that the people who are making Secession and, and Watchmen and uh fucking euphoria it, it, i'm just so excited that it's this is going to a network that's going to do something really fucking big and cool
3: i mean H- hbo's been doing good shit you you talk about it every week on 302010 since the sopranos right they've had like one of the best prestige television shows almost every year on right. tv so
1: yeah i think th- their their biggest The the biggest thing you say about HBO is like they get bored of a show after three seasons because like that doesn't get subscribers anymore, and they and Netflix is the same way. Oh yeah, but but like uh, but I love it because like now I have a bunch of three to four season shows that I can enjoy and not have to chase around for a decade. That's perfect. Three to four
3: seasons. That's Mm -hmm. all I need. I don't I don't need to be with a show ten years. Mm -hmm.
1: Networks and cable fucking hate that. I was watching Better Call Saul and like (laughs) Walking Dead, and like oh no main characters and we're still talking about walking dead in 10 years the 10th season in i'm glad i jumped off when i could get when i had the chance well here's a guy who
3: doesn't want to jump off the the hot franchise train he's on james marsden Mm. is in for as many sonic movie sequels as they want to make you don't say (laughs) of course he is what do you think hop 2 was happening anytime soon what the fuck
1: I, I personally really wanted to see a fifty-seven-year-old Cyclops. In the <laughs> yeah, <FNC>. Right, right.
3: <laughs> yeah, instead of instead of the Wolverine, it's just going to be like yeah, the Cyclops. Mm-hmm.
4: the Cyclops. Or he could
1: get murdered for the fiftieth time on Westworld <laughs> and whatever sure. the fuck happens there with Aaron. He's Paul. really
3: good in that in that first season at least. I, I love
1: him in the first right. season. the first thing that show is the only season you should
3: watch. Yeah, I I gave up about two episodes into two. I was like, I don't know what's happening here. This is ridiculous.
1: 2 was okay but they kind of lose the script after a while like mm.
3: this is just kind of going It gets JJ Abrams
1: which what happens when you hire JJ Abrams mm-hmm. Yeah
3: yes that's true um, so guys you know that like uh, hybrid Nintendo PlayStation that was like the holy grail of all of gaming for for a while there
4: mm-hmm. yeah. It
3: was purchased at auction for a tidy sum of 300 well, 300K was the amount, but then there was a sixty-dollar auction, sixty-thousand-dollar auction fee. So, three hundred sixty thousand dollars total, and it was sold to a oh. Mister. Greg Moore. No, oh, sorry, uh, Greg Ma- McElmore, <laughs> Um who is best oh, man, known as so close. He's best known as the. Man,
1: I'm imagining Greg with a uh, different kind of haircut right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, you <laughs> so mean that bald? This, this is, this is
3: the guys best known as an entrepreneur uh, who started turn of the century tech bubble pets.com um if you are having trouble remembering pets.com that's that it's a pet online store that basically had the puppet mascot that would like mm-hmm. sing songs. With, that
1: was it was Michael Ian black <laughs> was it really was it really <laughs> yes yes it was it <laughs>
3: oh my god I, I just love the one where he sings like if you leave me now
1: you take up never mind um <laughs> it's like in the middle of election where I think a lot of people are paying attention to like Our economy is weird in the way we treat billionaires and people we give a bunch of money to. This guy made a failed pet's URL Yes, uh, (laughs) several years ago. And now he's buying the most coveted piece of gaming merchandise of all time. This dude is Mm -hmm. the symbol of the dot-com
3: boom and bust where it's like, oh, he just cashed out early enough. He sold to someone else and he's out. He's only 51 years old. He sits on his ass all day basically
1: collecting game paraphernalia. You don't know how many people I met like that in San Francisco. It was Mm un-fucking-believable. The amount of people who cashed out with with tens of millions of dollars who did nothing. Mm. Ever. Uh, Like, Nothing. On the other hand, that's sort of, like, the only
0: relatable way to have millions of dollars. Like, that's what I would do. I'd just, like, fucking pursue weird hobbies and do nothing all he's day. He's saying that because he's there it's right now. True. Well,
3: but so, yeah. But, I mean, and, and don't feel bad. Like, it's not like he turned it over to people who then lost their shorts. Uh, he sold 50% of it to Amazon. So Jeff Bezos is doing just fine. Uh, even Mm -hmm. even after getting divorced and losing half his fortune he's still richer than anyone else in the world like what
1: the yeah that guy could give coronavirus vaccine to all of us if he wanted to and he might not um so the thing (laughs) is with this system like that's the kind of thing i think a certain
3: friend of ours would have something to say about a piece of merchandise like that michael
0: that belongs in a museum
5: so do you
1: <laughs> hey, it was worth it. Thank you, Indiana. Uh, it was worth the it. good
5: news
3: is Macklemore, uh, after he was finished cutting his latest single, he told Forms he does intend to loan the Nintendo PlayStation to the University of Southern California Fight On, a Pacific Asia museum for an exhibit next spring and summer showcasing Asian influence on the video game industry. So at least he is putting it
2: in a Asians museum. have an influence on in the video game industry.
3: That's <laughs> <laughs> a weird way to even
2: frame it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you, Has fun. there been an Asian influence on
3: Castlevania
2: while we're at it? <laughs>
3: <laughs>
4: so
2: he's doing
3: the right home. thing. He's he's donating it to a museum, at least temporarily. He's loaning it. So. Yes. Which mm-hmm. we won't be
1: able to go to for another year.
2: <laughs> Look, hmm. so last last <laughs> week um, I took my wife to an antiquarian book fair. What? Not really knowing Jeez. what we were getting ourselves into. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, you know, because it was like she's like into like. W- sometimes you'll be at like a flea market or like a Dickens Christmas fair, and there'll be like a place where they're selling books or like antique books, and you you'll see something from like 1945, and it's like, oh, that's cute. You know, that's uh, that's mm. like.
1: I did. I remember it was a bunch of fucking uh, uh, oranges from the gay cock organization. (laughs) (laughs) One word. What? (laughs) Yes. Well, like my girlfriend, I I know what Greg is talking (laughs) about. We go to the paper fair, which is about literally any kind of antique paper. And uh, the gay cock orange organization. Great name.
4: (laughs) Well, that's
2: uh, yeah. Look it up, it exists. How did they land on that? (laughs) Well,
3: well, because orange gay cock was taken, Greg. It's clear.
1: I'm guessing because they walked upon upon two cocks, Uh (laughs) roosters, and they were fucking the shit out of each other. (laughs)
4: Let's name our
1: oranges after this. This will make everybody
0: think of delicious citrus.
3: That's <laughs> the ball. So,
0: so we're at this
2: book fair, and I was thinking, like, oh man, there's going to be like, uh, like a maybe a hundred dollar copy of the original Jungle Book or something, you know, like. Mm-hmm. But it was, it was. Which, beyond. by the way, Greg,
1: I that, I picked up a version of the Jungle Book. All of the original Jungle Books have swastikas on the front. Oh fuck! <laughs> what really? They do. Uh, no, I'm not. Yeah, I'm yeah. Not or sorry, insane. in the inlay. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't a Nazi thing when the book was written. True.
2: Oh, this was like the. Uh, like the Buddhist, sw- yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Seriously,
1: it's it's in a bunch of yeah, the early oh, jungle, yeah, jungle. Yeah, that oh, okay. that
2: symbol is super, super normal in uh, Japan, and probably throughout Asia. I thought there was it, like it, a
3: lesser-known sequel where Mowgli was like raised by Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: what does Mowgli have to do with that symbol? I don't even, like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: But anyway, we were at these wolves don't have the intelligence to rise up. No, never mind. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
2: But we were at this fair, and it was beyond that. It was like real high society shit, and they had like you know er, like sixteenth century maps going for like two hundred fifty thousand dollars and stuff like that.
0: Jesus.
2: And I was like, I mean, first we were like, "Holy shit, what are we doing here?" But then I was like, "Yeah, but like that's a to be fair, it's a really old map, you know."
1: But the guy who carried this all the way from Mordor deserves yeah. something.
2: I mean, that's a six-figure map, even though it's not accurate right, anymore. Right. It's like it's yeah. real. <laughs> it's it's real old.
4: <laughs>
2: and you know, people—the people that were like actually in a position to buy stuff from these vendors—because it was, it was like Comic Con, if every vendor was selling stuff for like at least five figures. Jesus, but um. You know, they'd be like standing around in in their fancy clothes, like sipping brandy and talking antiquarian books. Uh, and the most expensive thing I saw was this 16th century map going for. And this is this is the point: is that it was going for less than the Sony. What, what was it, Nintendo <laughs> PlayStation?
3: <laughs> less than three. <laughs> well, well, if rumors are to be believed, the um the seller of that thing. Actually turned down someone just outright offered him a one
1: point two million, and then he yep. only ended up getting three nah. hundred and sixty k. Ouch! Yeah. And he he didn't realize no your big audience for this they have loot crate subscriptions they can't do this <laughs> they, 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 they <laughs> right yeah. right
3: he could only get the pets dot com guy he couldn't get one of the other yeah. more well known uh, you could get Todd McFarlane in there to bid everyone yes. Yeah. Yeah. The best. Whoever sold DisneyGo.com, <laughs> That that guy's just rolling in the dough now. <laughs> Damn, Good Lord.
0: Whoever everything yeah, is go.com. I, I've always wondered mm-hmm. like does that... <laughs> it still is! Look at every Disney URL. <laughs> <laughs> does that prototype even work? Like, I think I think I read somewhere that it can play Super Nintendo games, but like it obviously <laughs> like the, the the PlayStation
1: OS and UI had not been developed yet, right? Yeah, and we don't we don't know of any games that were built. For it to play at that point, like what, 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 what was, what can you play on the? I PlayStation heard there's like yet? one prototype game that's out there or something. So. Huh, interesting. But yeah, but, I no mean, wonder that that, if that was surface point- though.
0: That was when the like, PlayStation was the Super Nintendo CD add-on. It wasn't its own thing yet. I so. mean, do you, do you need it to play anything for it to have that value, though? It's, it's like... It, no, it's not about the value. It's like, okay, but well, what's... Yeah, you could probably... like If an outdated like, app... Like, like oh, yeah.
1: You could probably play like a terrible fucking version of Encarta with an expanded Mario section. <laughs> and, the <laughs> shittier version of the, uh, the 3D T-Rex
0: demo from the original PlayStation demo disc. Yeah, Goodness. there you go. There you go. Um,
3: Well, speaking of bringing things back from the past, uh, 2K has partnered with the NFL once again to create, here's the caveat, non-simulation football titles. So I guess EA still has the license for Madden, like, if you're going to play real football. But what this does open the door for is things like NFL Street, uh, other football type games i guess management sims would be open to that I, I don't know but basically it just means ea's not the only game in town when it comes to football anymore
1: yeah and that's that's crazy that's a uh, the end uh we talked about it on we we uh, we talked about the end of an ea license on the 302010 uh bonus show didn't we uh in hmm. regards to porsche's but uh, but it, it's a 20-year exclusive that's now being defied, and it's been defied before. Yeah. But I don't think in what sounds like to be the console market, yeah, where yeah. you will have a game where you can you can play as players from the NFL and do things that look like football, because the simulation thing is the key. And I do think that's I don't know. Okay, so did any of us grow up playing football games on? On these platforms that weren't necessarily what Madden is now. Yeah.
3: I mean, I, I, I grew up playing, I'm trying to think of the, f- or the first, I guess Techmobile Bowl would have been one of my first mm. football games I ever played. I love
1: 10-yard fight, and it's yeah. awful. Yeah,
3: mm. I, I played that as well. I mean, I love Joe Montana football. I know we make fun of the voice thing, but like, I like that right. back in the day. No, and so I'm I'm all for more options out there, especially like I love football. I love watching the game of football. I to be honest though, I could care I could give a shit about the NFL license. I want
1: NCAA football. I want XFL.
4: <laughs>
1: oh man. Um that is happening right now, isn't it? Well, I never hear anything
3: about it. Maybe for
1: now. Uh well, I mean, basketball isn't happening now, as of today.
3: Yeah, the NBA rest of the season has been canceled. The last time I can remember that happening, I was in college. It was
0: due to a player strike. They just straight up were like, yep. "Season's
3: over." Midway through,
0: everyone go right. home. I think March Madness is the games are being played, but like only Empty friends arenas. and family yes. can
4: attend. Yeah,
1: yeah. NCAA, like uh, someone just posted a thing on TikTok, which is like a bunch. A game-winning uh, three-pointer, but no one can cheer. <laughs> All you can hear is the squeaks of the basketball. Oh, shooters. it's the weirdest. <laughs>
3: oh yeah. Oh yeah. When you Damn. see these things, it's it's the weirdest. Um, speaking of places that are empty nowadays, Reggie Fizami Fiz- me. <laughs> I knew it. Joined the board of directors for GameStop.
0: It's Fisame, May, by the way.
3: Uh, fine, whatever. Uh, Reggie. It fills
1: Amway. Yeah.
3: Uh, the Bigfoot guy. Bigfoot pizza guy. Is, mm-hmm. He's now on the board of directors for GameStop. And here's what his quote was. Uh, the gaming industry needs a healthy and vibrant GameStop. I look forward to being a part of the board and helping to
1: make this happen. I, I think that GameStop will tell us an interesting story. Cause I walked into, a, I think I said that on here. I walked into a GameStop and like I have never... In my life, seen so many things I liked well represented with curated merchandise mm-hmm. in a clean store. And I get that you're diversifying in midst of games and games might not be enough. But it's the Comcast philosophy of like, you guys have fucked me over too much for too long. Your name is terrible. I, am, I not, am I crazy on that? I don't think there's any way out for GameStop. Did did we not we not sort of learn to avoid GameStop at all costs? Oh,
2: I can't stand them. Well, I'm no. I'm I'm like
3: trying. What I keep asking myself is, I'm trying to figure out who their target audience is. Like, who who is their market? Because people like us, it's still us, we're mostly buying digital, and and so then I'm like, okay, well, maybe it's for like parents of young children, because that's typically retail. Like, oh, they're in the mall, they're going to go in get their kids something. Well, if that's the case, maybe you shouldn't be blurring rave music with fucking a smoke machine running, you know? Like, maybe Janet's not going to want to pop into that store, just saying.
4: (laughs) It's
0: about getting teenagers to come in and shoplift our stock.
1: It's weird. I've never loved going there more because I hated nothing more. Someday, it's weird. Like, we do all these laser times talking about, like, fun memories of Ronald McDonald and the Burger King game, like Kid Vid. And you'd walk into a GameStop and you'd see, like, those... Like fucking Jinko anime kids when they would just sell you a disc and that would there would just be a wall of those Do you know what I'm talking Mm -hmm. about? But it happened it existed for years. Their GameStop had little cartoon kids on the cover of their their boxes. And they'd just be walls of like no real covers. I think didn't that
0: the cartoonist who drew those, like he did a comic strip for like GameSpy or something? Did
1: he really? I don't know. I I don't know, but, like, that's how I remember GameStop. Like, I'm going to walk out of here and have a bad experience, <laughs> no matter what.
3: Yep. And some of the stuff they've gotten a bad rep for, it's been years and they haven't changed it. So, like, the whole thing of, like, they're going to have a used version of an old game and it's only going to cost $5 less than that game costs brand new. And that's a game I can go digitally and probably find it for, like, half off at least. I, I'm like, how, this isn't sustainable,
1: yeah, all all you can do is depend on children to trade in their fucking their goods and wares because they don't have they're, they're, they don't have a job to get currency, and none of us are children anymore, and we don't need you. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they were they were predatory on children, and I wish I, I'm glad they're dying, but like I do do still want there to be a.
3: Yeah, it's like E3. It's like, I want there to be a specialist video game retailer. You know, I, I think that is good. I I agree with Reggie. I think that's good for the industry.
0: I think getting back to the, the Reggie news and away from complaining about GameStop is that he, I I think he, he oversaw Nintendo through some very interesting periods. And I think he, uh, or Nintendo of America at least. And I think he uh, provided a lot of really good guidance during that time. And he's somebody that like, I have faith that he is going to if anyone can save GameStop it's probably him and uh that it, it, like there are some practices that uh should probably be done away with I think the last time I was in a GameStop uh I was waiting in line be- behind a couple of people for like 10 15 minutes because the clerk kept like trying to upsell them on protection plans, right. and then they finally decided to take advantage of one. It's like, okay, here, fill out all this paperwork while everyone behind you waits.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I can't help but notice, but you have a new iPhone. Yes. Can I have it? Yeah, exactly. For $50? <laughs> yeah. Give it to me for $50. Yes.
3: Yeah, and, and there's a really great, is it Polygon or Kotaku? I want to say Polygon. It's Polygon. They do kind of an expose where they interview a lot of current employees, and I feel bad for a lot of GameStop employees because they, they talk about a lot of the pressure they're facing with kind of sales going down in the stores and how it, yeah, it does. it seems like a no-win situation in many ways for them. And then the other thing is like, He's kind of coming in. GameStop had already announced they're they're doing these like test stores, trying different things. Like one of the models is more like an Apple store. One's more like one's more like the I hate to say this, but kind of like the mom and pop shop that seems to be failing at every town where you you know they sell like board games and magic cards and it, it like and so it's like they're hey give him credit for trying things. I'm hopeful because I I I'm like you, Michael. Like I I have faith in Reggie because I I do think he navigated Nintendo through some interesting times but at the same time it's like he's only on the board of directors so he's not like a CEO taking an active day-to-day yeah. role like I don't know how active their board yeah. is but you know a lot of this boards is, they only meet a Matt, couple times for a lack month, of a better you know?
1: term this is Eric Bischoff coming back to WWE this is to get stockholders excited with a name they recognize and nothing more hmm. well it will it will not help anything.
3: yeah I mean Boards have majorly changed companies. Chris and I are probably really familiar with, like how the Walt Disney board basically had to get Eisner out after a while, and they brought in Iger, and mm-hmm. it's been great for the company ever since. So they can affect things through who they hire to run companies, etc. And so I, I'm, I'm hopeful there, but it, it's not. This isn't saying Reggie's coming in to run GameStop. That is not what's happening. True. 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 Anyway, that is all the news that is fit to play.
0: All right. Um, let's move on to the community segment, which as always is segmenting our community. Last week's question of the week was, uh, who would be your winning ticket for president and vice president of video games? That is, if you could pick any two characters from different franchises, nominate them to be president and vice president, who would you pick? Uh, Greg, you weren't here last week. Any? Do you have an answer to that off the top you of your head? Know,
2: I don't I don't know how to explain it but this question depressed the hell out of me. <laughs> Why? I, I think I just like trying to think of who I would even want in a president anymore. Mhm. It just felt impossible. I
1: feel like our. I'm sorry. Did you have a candidate t- before Papa Biden? He's he's <sighs> gonna be the best. <laughs> it just yeah. I don't Kratos know. Kratos and it, the baby. I've been through every election you have. Get a, suck it up and vote for the guy you hate the least. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Welcome to
0: every other election that didn't involve Obama.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's just,
2: yeah. Like, anyone but tr- any game character but Trump would be great. You know? <laughs> How about Sigma from Mega Man X? Sure.
0: Make <laughs> a competent villain. Why not?
2: <laughs> just the most evil character I could think of. <laughs> I don't, let's say X and Zero. They make a good duo. Yeah, they've sure. yeah. They, seen, right. yeah, they
0: yeah. worked together for years before Sigma went Maverick. um mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, while on Apocalypse dot com, leisure time rules says President Michael Wilson and VP Miles Edgeworth from Metal Wolf Chaos Ooh. and Ace Attorney respectively. Think about it: Smack. a mech pilot as the prez and an uptight pseudo British prosecutor as VP. It'd be heaven on earth. That's nice. right, yeah. man. Nice.
1: Those fucking MAGA people would just lose themselves in his, his ass. Yeah. Uh, Konami Man says, Mike Hagar for president. Thank you. Uh, 30 2010 this week. Final Fight Double Impact is 10 years old, Gregory. Oh, God. Um He has executive branch experience. He cleaned up the gang violence uh, with his bare hands in Metro City somewhere in the mid-90s. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, if this country is going to elect a reality star, why not a wrestler? <laughs> for Vice President Goemon from uh, Gun Bear Goemon series. He started off uh, literally uh, t- taking from the 1% to give back to the people. Having a giant robot is always a plus, too.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Greg, you want to read Jason Cromer?
2: Yeah, okay. Isabel and Doomguy. They are already best of friends. Isabel has a background in city planning and development. Doomguy has a military background.
4: <laughs> sure. <laughs> it
2: sounds He's a like troop. Biting social commentary that I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, you know, there's, that's the new meme: is that uh, Animal Crossing characters and Doom Guy are now friends because oh, they the have thing? a release date on the same day. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, Doug Marvel says, "For president, we need someone." who knows what it's like to be poor. We need someone who knows what it's like to start over with nothing in life. We need someone whose record on diversity well exceeds the norms of his time and who has a history of taking on racist groups like the KKK. Someone who's taken on the banks and the corrupt law enforcement. We need a man who's toppled corrupt governments and returned them to their people. We need a compassionate man who's worked with trauma victims and the terminally ill. Most of all, we need a man who has a plan. We need... Dutch Vanderlind. Make America Tahiti again. Vice President Winston from Overwatch. <laughs>
1: Who That's great. the hell? I'm in. That's my, that was my main. Dead any Redemption these two. people. <laughs> oh, okay, I gotcha.
0: Dutch Vanderlyn. Have some faith!
1: So great. I am um, in... What does the Cajun Crippler Cajun say? Cajun Crippler Cody
5: Laveau says...
1: Hey gang, it's the Cajun Crippler Cody Laveau. As you can
5: see, I'm wearing some expert camouflage. And I'm a little nervous because I'm right in the middle of a buffalo herd. It's a neon green mask. (laughs) It's wild, right? Uh, look at that. like, right there. So we're going to try not to get stampeded. We're going to be quiet, okay? Um, because my responses are just jackass, apparently. Wearing Hawaiian print and wandering (laughs) into the middle of a buffalo herd. Okay, so the president of video games should be, hands down, Elaine Marley from the Monkey Island series. Uh... She's excellent at domestic policy. Okay. Uh, she's excellent at domestic policy. She took up uh, several islands first a, uh, full of bloodthirsty pirates and managed to uh, turn it into a thriving economy. And that's just good local politics. She has a proven track record. She's ready to move up. Oh, shit. Um, <laughs> yikes. Uh, okay, so... Um, So, uh... God. (laughs) For Vice President, you want someone with good foreign policy to help balance out that local policy, right? So I nominate Fib Shep. Yes, all-woman's ticket. Uh, That's going to be great. Um, She speaks a bunch of languages. She's been all over. She can easily handle the foreign policy that would come up with the issues of video games. Expert at tactics and, uh... Expert at military strategy expert at diplomacy. I mean, how can you not love that? The first human specter and a savior of the galaxy. You gotta love that. Okay. Ooh, ooh. One like snuck up on me. See that one? <laughs> Yikes. Oh shit. Uh, we'll see you guys next time. Oh, he's like Man. 20 feet behind <laughs> him. Uh, I'm gonna try not to get murdered. Okay. Uh, if this is posted, it means I survived and we'll see you next week. Later, Chris. And uh, Michael <laughs> and whoever else is in there cannot think of names because uh, they keep getting closer and closer to me. I'm fine. I promise. We'll see oh you next God. week. Oh, my God.
0: All those predatory buffalo keep moving <laughs> closer. Jesus Christ. That
5: was pretty awesome.
0: It's like watching them being circled by land sharks. Holy shit. Um, okay, so new question of the week. Um, because Castlevania is a, especially Castlevania 4, is a game that I like to replay every few years, and I know Castlevania 1, for a fact, is something that friend of the show, Brett Elston, plays at least once a year. Um, what is a game or series from your childhood that you find yourself coming back to again and again? Um, I mean, I did just say... Castlevania. Castlevania 4 specifically. Um, even though I, I maintain that it is a weird outlier for the Castlevania series, it is still one of my favorite games of all time, and I can always reliably blast through it in a few hours. Uh, and Contra 3, also, while we're on the topic of Konami, is uh, one one that I like to, to take a run at every so often and see how far I can
1: get. But um, You guys, do you, is this a thing for you? Yeah, yeah, but like, it's such a cliche. But like the Mario stuff, hmm. is that it like even like ah looks like the fucking internet's out. Uh, All right. right, I can at least throw in the NES classic and play Mario three or Mario World for a hot second. But I, I, I'm I'm getting there with um, my buddy MB. He can beat Castlevania uh, without dying. Wow, and and watching him do it in like six minutes. It's, it's impressive <laughs> and, and 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 so like i watch him do that like a couple times a year uh and and then he, he he's playing i got him to play breath of the wilds i'm like dude this is kind of one of my favorite games the last 10 years and i keep asking him to come over i'm like and i love it about that thing about the switch like no no I'll hook up my pro controller bring your switch and let me just watch you play breath of the Wild <laughs> this can never be new to me again but i can live it through you huh and, uh, and it's 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 different than watching a streamer. You know, I'm helping someone yeah. out. Uh, no, no, you can you can you can actually attach this to this. Yeah, I know it's crazy that they thought of that. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know, but I've always I've always I've watched more people play Zelda. It, it led me to believe I watched more people play Zelda than I've replayed Zelda. So I went in my garage and I found a really really horrible wet version of Ocarina of Time and just got it working wet uh, for 3ds. It uh, turns out when you leave things in your garage, mm. um, in Florida, yeah. yeah, yeah, fair. They get wet. Yeah, but I, I'm gonna play Ocarina of Time 3D specifically. I really want Nintendo to re-release just that fucking game again on the Switch. Don't do anything to it. Do nothing. Do nothing. <laughs> I don't care what the bottom screen did. <laughs> just do nothing. Yeah. I'll I'll work through it.
0: All right, Greg. Uh, yeah,
2: I mean it's it's tough for me because I really never stopped playing older games. You know, I've, it's sort of always run parallel to whatever is contemporary at the time.
1: Um, it's it's what I was saying about the TurboGrafx-16 Mini. Like that's the first mini machine I've got. I was able to get my hands on. Like, like no, I couldn't play the system or these games when they came out. Right. Uh, I really want to play these. This is what the mini system. Yeah, should that's be the first for. one that that's interested me to too.
2: Because, you know, yeah, while, yeah, while so, the oh Genesis Mini was very cool, it was concurrent to me. Like, I got the Mega SG last year, which is sort of the mm. the, the analog, yeah. that company that makes, like, the Ferrari of retro consoles. And, um, I mean, I'd always been such a big Genesis fan. I, I, mean, I guess in terms of old games from childhood that I've revisited the most, probably Shinobi yeah. 3. Uh, interesting just a really satisfying game it's another example of a later genesis game that really shows that how much better they were able to utilize the tech even then like if you play that back-to-back with revenge of shinobi Mm -hmm. revenge of shinobi is like unplayable (laughs) by comparison um Uh, Shinobi Three is always like
0: considered an essential Genesis title.
2: Yeah, and I I never got it because I was a late adopter to the Genesis, and by the time I ever even saw Shinobi Revenge of the Shinobi, it just felt slow and boring. And you know, there's cool stuff. Like I can appreciate the art and the music and stuff like that. But uh, Mm -hmm. Shinobi Three is still very fun. It's fast. uh, You feel like a ninja in some way when you play it. Revenge
0: of Shinobi is actually connected to how I got to Genesis and huh. that uh, so they really? put it out on like a 6 game classics pack for genesis with like with yes,
1: the nomad yeah,
0: that and uh, golden axe and columns and a couple other things and sanic and super hang on which yeah, i played the yeah, most yeah. and uh, so a friend of mine who had a genesis we went to Toys R Us together and he saw it and it was like oh this is like 14.99 i should buy it and so he bought it and uh, when when took the ticket back to the counter Uh, the woman disappeared and came back with a Genesis that had it packed in. Whoa. And, like, we're, like, looking at each other, like, uh, holy shit. Okay, uh, yeah, let's, uh, yeah, no, that's what we wanted to buy. Yes, let's go. And so (laughs) I decided to go back the next day and try it again. And sure enough, I got a Genesis for 15 bucks. And I, I feel a little bad about it in retrospect, knowing that it's like, okay, somebody must have figured that out and been like, okay, this is coming out of your paycheck. But, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's a sweet deal. Yeah, anyway, sorry. Yeah, yeah I no, well, you. I mean,
2: so that is, that's a big one. And then uh, something that I sort of rediscovered recently, Contra Hardcore. When I was talking earlier about Konami's Genesis run being really special, I had always been a fan of Contra Hardcore because it's just so bombastic and, mm-hmm. and like it's just so over the top with the action. But um, what I didn't know until recently is that um, the Japanese version uh, is very differently balanced in terms of the difficulty or yeah. really more in terms of how it punishes you. Um, basically, just like you, you have, so you have infinite continues for one thing, um, and you have a life gauge, like mm-hmm. a life bar, so you can take a few hits before you Whoa. die. So uh, all that basically does is it lets you see more of the game uh, with fewer repetitions. You know, because it's a hard game, but it, and that's because it's all pattern memorization. Mm-hmm. So in the in the North American version. You, you had like three lives and like three continues and then you had to start over from the very beginning right. so even being a big fan of that version you know i eventually hit a wall where it was just like well the time i'd have to put into this game to see the ending uh is, is just more than i have to spare you know so i mm. never even though i love the game i never really saw the ending and then only in the last month or so, I, I discovered through this Japanese version that not only is there a, a great ending, but there are seven endings. <laughs> Damn! It's like a choose-your-own-adventure thing, and, and like there's so much more to the game than I ever knew. It's 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 just chock full of crazy set pieces and awesome boss fights. Um, so uh, the cool thing about about um, this game is that it it finally was re released just like Bloodlines for the first time last year uh, through the Contra Anniversary Collection, and that collection includes the Japanese as well as European versions of the sweet. game. So if if you haven't played the version the game before, or even if you have but only played the North American version, it's definitely worth revisiting if you like that sort of game uh, because the Japanese version is, uh, in my opinion, much better balanced. Hmm. And um, it's now obtainable for much less money than it
0: used to be. Plus, there's the Castlevania con- connection, and that there's yeah, that, exactly. that secret Simon Belmont-esque boss that plays <laughs> right, the right. Castlevania music.
2: <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, it's full, and there's like some humor to it too. Like, yeah, it's it's just a s- thoroughly satisfying game. Last week, I went through it and play. I, I got all the different endings. It's
3: so fun. Nice, nice. Yeah, I'll be honest, I had a little trouble with this one. I was telling Michael, like, I don't actually go back and replay games that often just because my GameCube is so full. Um, And usually it's like once I've beaten a game, it's like I'd rather kind of have the memories of when I played that game. But there is one series that no matter what platform it comes out on, and probably because it doesn't come out on that many platforms, um, that I will always go back to, it's Punch-Out!! I love Punch-Out! games. Every time I pick them up, it's just like riding a bike, like just muscle memory kicks in, I'm playing again, and I just, yeah, I cannot put it down. So yeah, I love Punch-Out! games, and I just wish there were more of them. And yeah, that's just like the series that no matter what, I'll just pick it up and go back and play through it, and uh, it's always amazing.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, uh, so what is a game from your childhood that you uh consistently keep going back to over and over again? Uh, let us know. Go to videogamepocalypse dot com and answer under the comments for episode three hundred and fifty eight Alternately, you can visit the official laser time community on Facebook and answer there. Or hit us up on Twitter at VGApocalypse, and we'll collect a few of the answers and read them next week. Uh, anyway, that's been our show. Let's go out with some plugs. Greg, once again, uh, Lacquer Leaks? Yeah,
2: uh, follow me on Twitter at, at Lacquer Leaks. That's lacquer as in lacquerware, and then yeah. leaks as in your pipes are leaking. Nah,
0: them pipes is leaking.
2: And I also stream on Twitch at uh, Lacquerware on, nice. lacquer on Twitch.
1: Lacquerware on Twitch. All right and Chris obviously as always, I have a big plug here in for the Shamrock shake <laughs> um, you should de- you should definitely go out and get one of those while they still allow people inside McDonald's <laughs> uh, and, but uh patreon.com's slash laser time is how this show and many other shows are supported. Thank you very much for that uh, by the way. I've got a huge huge bonus time for you this week uh, traumatizing kids movies. US politics um, and uh, 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 what else was it? Cat horse shit? Never mind, but more, more like uh, Michael and, and Matt did a game episode. Yes. So we talked in great, a great, a great deal of depth about The Sims, Mario 3, Bioshock uh, 2, and a bunch of other stuff that came out 30, 20, and 10 years ago because it's from 30, 20, 10, a show I do with It's Me, Sarah, and uh, Mrs. Michael Raparez, <laughs> Diana Goodman. Uh, this week's Laser Time is, I wanted to call it White People Blind Spots, but it's our buddy TL coming in to tell us all about Shonda Rhimes and uh, Tyler Perry, two of the biggest movers and shakers in television <laughs> that I don't know anything about, or where they came from, or uh, what, what what they have going on. But uh, yeah, I said to like no applause here, because everyone thinks I'm saying something racist, that when Stan Lee died, uh, the only person who's created a bigger universe in our lifetime is Tyler Perry, but it's true. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's true that guy has made twenty interconnected movies with television shows, <laughs> uh, and he's one guy. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 I I'm I'm fascinated by that. So we talk about that this week. And um, yeah, things are tough all over. So stay stay safe out there. Um, anyone listening is young enough. Wash your hands. You'll be fine. Um, don't panic. Love you. Yeah.
0: All good sentiments. Uh, as always, you can follow us on Twitter. At VG Apocalypse, or follow me personally at Wikiparas, and I will occasionally say amusing things with less and less frequency, but uh, they'll happen, I promise. Um, Anyway, that's been our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week.
3: I think a certain friend of ours would have something to say about a piece of merchandise like that. Michael?
0: Oh, yes, of course. Just one second. Doopy doop. <laughs> it,
4: it was very disappointing. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, quiet.